kamikaze style, just when you don't expect it. Yes, soon there'll be two and three and four and five shows a day. We got to make the agents look walk around like raccoons. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Lance Scurve. But it's not just Lance Scurve. It's Joe Harden, the Harden Report. Come on in, brother. We're going to talk about some stuff tonight. Unmute yes, yourself. sir. Let it yes, all hang sir. Ah, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm well. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I just have to say that Brother Joe Harden here is a comedic genius. His mind works fast. <laughs> He's underappreciated in the world. Ah. I remember, I won't be aware, but we used to work on the same job, and every time I came around the part that he was in, I'm looking for him. And he would always, <laughs> within, a second, within like 90 seconds, have something funny to say off the cuff. He wasn't, wasn't even <laughs> the bad boy. You I was waiting for like, you to get there. I was waiting for you to get there. I was busting at the seams ready to tell you this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, brother. Yeah, you put Dave Chappelle to shame, I'm telling you. But if he's no, 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 no. <laughs> That's the goat. Well, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying in your own style. In your own style. If people I want to tell you, your listeners. I want to tell your listeners that this man, Les Gervin, when we were working there, I had never done stand-up in my life. And then... We would have our talks and we would have our roast sections, sessions of going off on things and topics. He would just come out there. It was like he was playing a game almost. It was like he was, he was like preparing me almost where he was just, he would just throw out a topic. He just hit, hit the topic, bam. And then I just started riffing on it. And then he started riffing on it on top of that. And it was just hilarious. And I did my first open mics because of this man, Lance Gurdon. That's why, oh. that's why I love doing his Joe Harden reports for Lance Gurdon. That's why I start every, Every one of those would report for Lance Gervin because it reminds me back, back when I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready for for getting on the stage and, yeah, I, I got on it, I ripped it, <laughs> I came back and told him about it. <laughs> I felt good, brother, because I saw that in you, and it's my job to motivate anybody who has something good inside of them. And I wouldn't lie to you, and you saw the results how they received you. You know, sometimes we get busy, we don't do things all the time, whatever. But you get back up there. I'm rooting for you, and I want to support you. you, and I want people to video. I want you to somehow videotape it so I can put it out there. And um, that's the first time anybody's even hearing this story. But yeah, man, I, I, I was you know what? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, it, no, no, leads, no. it leads into what the reason that I have stopped doing my stand up is because of that bullshit love too. <laughs> I traveled. <laughs> I traveled to. Uh, to New Mexico like a dumbass. <laughs> no, nah, it was good. We had it. We, you know, it didn't work out. But, but, um, but yeah, you, you know, love will make a love will make an idiot out of you. <laughs> well, well, look at the banner. Look at the banner. That's what we talking about. <laughs> Sleeping with the enemy, baby. <laughs> and let me let everybody know. That. I'm not the measured, kind, gentle Lance Gerv. I got a little bit of Paul Mooney in me right now tonight, so we're gonna let it hang out. I can't believe his little, his little brother. His little brother is here, so I'm a little vulgar sometimes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, tonight we don't want food. This ain't no hospital food. We want some soul food. Tonight. <laughs> You know what? You know what? You, like I was telling you before, like you know, you, you could be decent in the daytime. Dang it! <laughs> when night nighttime comes, it's a whole different story. <laughs> yes. So, so let me ask you something, brother. What was the 
first time? What, what what was the first? Okay, we know Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. They go oh, back. Oh yeah, <laughs> check out that Joe Harden report too. Where, yeah, where yeah. I, where I was talking about it about a year ago. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go in the comment section uh, and yeah. down in the area too. But when was the first time like you noticed? It's almost like when you're in public, say like in Walmart or, or, or Target or something, and there's somebody you're talking to you don't really know them, and yeah. might be a nice old lady or a nice old man or somebody your age or whatever, and you're talking to them, they're making sense. Then they say something a little off, and you look at their eye, and one eye is turned <laughs> off. And you're like, wait a second, this person ain't right. Then they bust exactly. out. They bust out with, <laughs> you know, and you're like, wait a second, I'm sitting here having a conversation with a fool for the longest time. They bust out with, wait, you know the reptile people going to come and get us. Like, what? <laughs> the uh, reptile people. I just talked to you for five minutes. Crazy. <laughs> They pick a Without a mask. I didn't even use a COVID mask. <laughs> that they pick a booger and eat it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, something like this happened to me. Oh, like this lady was crossing the street, and I was trying to be a gentleman. I was at the uh, at the Metro PCS stores over here, and mm-hmm. um, because I don't believe in giving iTunes and iPhone all of that, <laughs> so I. <laughs> So I stick with my Android. But um, this lady was crossing the street and she had all these bags and she was walking into the shopping area of the plaza that I was in. Now, I'm so it's a busy road coming from where she was coming from, these apartments across the street. And mm-hmm. so I'm watching her and I was a little worried for her. It was a sister. It was a black lady. She was older. And so I'm kind of concerned. And so I kind of kind of inch my way out to, to see. I'm looking at the traffic. I'm wearing a white beater, whatever. You know, it's it's camo. You know, I'm trying to be non-threatening. I'm trying to stay, not walk towards her or in her way or anything like that. And so she, she walks, right? So she looks a little disheveled, a, a little bit cracky, but I'm not judging. <laughs> you know, you can, you can hit the pipe anytime you want. I, none of my business. But I'm still going to help you because you're still a sister and you're still a queen. And I don't care how many rocks you smoke. <laughs> I'm going to help you, baby. You're going to get home today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she go. So she went to the store. She came back. She all the bags that she had around her were filled up with things. Now she she had a little shopping bag. So so now right. she's inching across the street. And I and so I walk out like I'm walking parallel with her. They're trying to kind of walk out, kind of give her the okay because she's moseying very slowly. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and and help her across the street and feel like a great. You know, respectful young man today. I might even get a nice smile from her and say, you know, thank you. <laughs> it was quite the opposite. The crack grabbed her by the neck and said, look, you better yell at this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the crack told her, the crack told her I was dangerous and she started screaming and yelling, stop following me. Stop following me. Stop following me. And then another young black chick was behind her looking at me crazy. I'm like, oh, I was just trying to help her. And she's like, no, you following me. I see you follow me when I came and you follow me when I'm leaving. Leave me alone. And then she, you know how crackheads start telling the story? I got three children and then Mike said he, he don't love me no more. And then it starts telling <laughs> I felt really bad for her, and, and to the point, I did that, it, like she started t- like screaming her whole life story out, <laughs> and she walked down that road. <laughs> I'm sorry, she walked down that road screaming her life story, 
And I'm like, damn, is this how, is this, was what I went through with her the, always the origin of how they're screaming down the street by themselves? <laughs> Everything like you had something to do with it. Exactly. She did. I'm gonna send my son over. Like send him over. He probably don't don't deal with you. You don't crack. You you had to walk over here across the street. Your son is not caring about you. <laughs> Obviously. Right, right. He ain't telling me about. Huh. <laughs> I felt so bad for for that for the lady. I really did. <laughs> he cussed you out and didn't feel bad. That's that's what that crack will do. Exactly. She she kept going though. She. She didn't break a cracky stride. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna break my stride. <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna hold me down from drugs. I got to keep on smoking. <laughs> That's crazy. Nobody, no one gonna break a hush stride. <laughs> I know. They'll they'll get out there in the crack of dawn. Cold weather, <laughs> crack house, and you can get rid of them, send them down south, way out in the boondocks somewhere. They'll go out in the woods, and they're gonna come back with their vials. It's uncanny. Exactly. Six cents, man. It's a six cent, all right. I see crack people. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> And they, I feel they, they, bad for them every time I see them. One time, this old white lady, she got the drop on me one time. She took my phone. <laughs> How'd she get your phone? I was out there now. One of our, we, this was when I was work, when we was working together, and I was out at a, at a mall. The mall that they shut down over here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And before they shut, I'm sure she's the reason oh. they shut it down too. <laughs> oh. I mean, West Coast. No, not that one. That's on his last leg. That needs to be shut down. <laughs> Before I left, stores open up and everything, you know. Yeah, you ever see a trap house? West Oaks Mall is the only trap mall. <laughs> How do you have a trap mall? <laughs> a whole trap mall. Only drug dealers go there, I think, now. <laughs> but but it was a there, and when you walk in there, everybody looking sorry, like, please spend some money with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was how you supposed to look in a trap mall. <laughs> they got a whole trap mall. <laughs> I said, Nino Brown to come out there and start giving out turkeys. <laughs> oh, you know, some mallers doing bad when they don't take a year lease. They do it month by month because they know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they got the sign that's in the window that says monthly lease for whatever store. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can only so, get on. Shop uh, uh, entrepreneurs coming up in there. Oh, we got a we got a stall. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. you, you three months before it closed down. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and they're pretending to sell speakers and clothes. Hacking <laughs> <laughs> the mall. They were doing that exactly. the mall, you know. By the magic mall, they were they were they were selling crack out of the mall. Ooh, oh, that makes sense though. <laughs> I want to say ooh, but th- that makes a lot of sense. And it's right, they're so bold and they're doing it across the street from the sheriff's office. <laughs> where it was, Magic Mall's right across the street. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but you know what? Kind of, oh, you know it. Exactly. <laughs> what's going on? We usually sell, outsell black people here, but <laughs> all the black people go into that place there and all they sell is cheap sneaker. 
We sell, <laughs> we sell all the things that black people like, but they don't come to us no more. They were mad. Exactly, because they don't sell crack. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, we must be saying crack though. We know we gotta we gotta give a shout out to the white people for meth because <laughs> oh, yeah. you know y'all get down to. Let me stop. <laughs> oh, go ahead, man. Let it hang out. They 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 get down to they they, they think it's all uh, black people with the with the crack and the, and the white people they, exactly. But they call it a, a opioid addiction with their pills and all of this, and Adderalls and this and that. But that black people sound- just crackheads. <laughs> Right, but that's too mild, an opioid. It, it almost sounds decent. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's like, you can use it for something else, I'm going to crack you over your head. It, it sounds yeah. aggressive, but opioid, yeah. sophisticated. Yeah, if more syllables in it, like crack, it's just like boom, like black. And then they rhymed it, then they rhymed it with us, too. <laughs> They're like, well, these, these Negroes seem to like rhyming. Let's call it crack because they're black. <laughs> you ain't lying. Psychological way of, you know, conjugating words. That's true. You know, words do matter. We talk about that and we talk and talk about and pontificate on all of these things. And they they mean something, which is another reason why, like, Sexy red is nowadays doing uh pussy pink booty hole brown. I'm gonna take you to pound town. That ain't hip hop. It ain't hip hop no more. <laughs> I know that's shit hop. Exactly. <laughs> Real. Look, I remember, and I grew up in that era. Come on, man. I'm 60 years old, so I know. I know. I mean, it was fun. It was. It was. It was no violence. It wasn't even any violence when they had hip hop shows, and I remember in New York City because people used to dance it out. They used to do it in creative ways. Who who wrote the best graffiti? Who made the best rhymes? Who makes the best uh, dance moves? That was the culture. That was when we had a culture. We can't even call it the culture anymore because they bastardized it. But they took it away. They took it away. The people that Kanye West had a problem with, they hijacked it. Public Enemy mm-hmm. was out. You had a lot of conscious rappers out there, and like they're having too much fun, and now they're educating themselves. <laughs> we must think NWA. Those black women have those big voluptuous booties, and we're going to turn it around. You know, we're going to cater to the lust and their need for flashy cars and chains and money. We're going to yeah. promote drugs. Yes, we'll hit them on the lower chakras. Yes. And You're right about that. On them lower vibrations, and they shook the whole. They took them vib- them lower vibrations and shook us down the rubble again. Mhm, mhm, exactly. And we bought a hook, line, and sinker, and it gradually. It ain't increased. that hard to sell it to people with 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 no hope, though. And, and we 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 did we did we have to be accountable for the fact that we bought it hook, line, and sinker. But at the same time, when you got when you make us economically disadvantaged, and I know right. you know all of this, brother. When we talked about this, you told me things about this stuff. And it's like, I just want to tell the viewers this. It's like, when you make a people so downtrodden and, first of all, at first you break their spirit with their poverty and their misery. And then you sell all the shitty stuff to them and make them finish themselves off. That's right. You sit back and watch them just destruct. Self-destruction. You're heading for self-destruction. 
Destruction. Oh, they didn't like. They didn't like when those songs were coming out. They didn't like when Self Destruction was coming out. Rock him, rhyming his ass off. Everybody's still trying to. Everybody's still trying to catch up to his ciphers. <laughs> yeah, no, he's too. No, they never was, Follow the leader. That was a song that hypes me up even today. Still to this day, too. And I'm a generation later. Like, and and I'm still like. I, I'm right. so my sister's see? twelve years old. My sister's twelve years older than me. I'm forty three. Just right. turned forty. No, my birthday was October the fourteenth, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, bro. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I went to go see the whitest band of all time, Depeche Mode. From <laughs> 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 because you know, even because even back in yeah, exactly. I knew I knew you gonna know them because Depeche Mode. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the silence. Like, yeah. Enjoy the silence. Oh. Exactly. All of those beats and all of those. All of those all of those beats and, and the electronics that they do, a lot of black artists took a lot from the, like their experiments with electronics. You know, right. we created dance music, but like these guys were were doing it on a whole a whole different level. They helped. It was like a it was like a the music exchange back and forth between the UK because they're from the UK, not from America. You know, there ain't no American white boys doing all that. <laughs> so right, right. the people in the UK, you know, they always love our stuff, always. Always mm-hmm. have seem to have more respect. They always seem to have more respect for us than our own people, our right. own people here. Yeah, in our, in, in America, but they so you know they hear they hear a little something. They came out around like 1980, so they were pioneering electronics, electronic beats, and all of those electro funks and all of that type of stuff. And so they 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 gradually moved throughout their career tra- trajectory, doing trajectory. There we go. <laughs> Doing all types of things, right? <laughs> Trying to, they, they, they've done industrial music and uh, alternative rock and, and stuff to where people sample their things and all of these, all of the, the white alternative rockers love them. The, the black hip hoppers who are really beat, the beat makers love them because right. the beat makers really know the music. So they, so they know that they're like, oh, that's the passional, that right, that right there. Them type of beats that they throw out is crazy. Like Rihanna, Rihanna, bitch, better have my money. Sound like something that Depeche Mode would do, like that little, <laughs> little sinister beat type of thing, like a cinematic sound and stuff. Right. <laughs> you get influenced, man. I used to, I used to be in Manhattan, walking around. You know, just that was my meditation. I would walk from the village up to 59th Street, up to Harlem, walk down, eat in the restaurant. You know, things are 24 hours. It didn't matter the weather. I used to have, I still got the coat. I don't need it now because I'm an African. Okay. There's a long, yeah. Morpheus coat. And I used to, you know, the bald head, little glasses on, little kids, little white kids. Mommy, there's Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. As their, as their white mama takes the red pill and the blue pill. <laughs> She's uh-huh. like, I think, I think I see it too, honey. <laughs> and I'll don't, show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Exactly. Leave the kids over here for a while. We're about to go into the matrix, baby. <laughs> She's like, don't tell dad. Mommy saw Morpheus today. <laughs> and and, and, and he's mm-hmm. to, to the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> the mattress. Not even the matrix. It's the mattress. <laughs> the matrix, but she really went to the, ma- the mattress. Trust she went me. to the mattress. <laughs> That's right, but but like you just mentioned right there, like just taking taking a walk and, and absorbing the city in a way that's not so fast paced 
and around other people so dang much. And right. and the the younger generation, not to be like that, but I never thought I'd be the one as the younger generation. Well, I, actually, I did think I would be that way because I didn't like kids when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, let me stop. But like, but the younger generation, we we would never. I, my generation, like, I, I graduated high school, you know, nineteen ninety nine, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, so. Those things they don't take those moments anymore. They got they got they got the internet in their face all day, which is right. a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's a great way to to learn new things and to get new to get to to see how different parts of the world or uh, different parts of the country or different communities are living and all of that. And then the that, the curse of it all is you see the misery of some of it too, and some of it infiltrates other parts that it shouldn't. Yes, because you know? a lot of these. Yeah, it's true. And there's a lot of people out there, probably even part of your listeners, who have made great lives for themselves or or at least really good lives for themselves. And then mm-hmm. their children might fall prey to some of this sexy red misery that they shouldn't even never see. You you made enough money to get out the hood, not a hood, don't make it to your house anyway. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Followed you on home. Exactly. Through your kids' phones and stuff like that. Like 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 when you go to there's a lot of roaches, and they, they get on your coat, and you come home with the roaches. Exactly. Uh, or nowadays, it'd be bed bugs, because that shit is an epidemic. <laughs> 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 it's true, though. Okay, let me see what happened here. Brother man fell off. He'll be back. Yeah. We're going to talk some craziness. We're just taking our time. The longer, the better. I'm up. We're going to roll. Has Jada lost a damn mind? We're going to break that down mentally, too. He'll be back. I think his connection was a little iffy, but he'll be back. If not, he'll call me. Yeah, I'm having a good time tonight. I feel good. We're still going to come back with a morning show. All right? So we're going to do it twice a day like this. I was encouraged by great people to do the show tonight. Yes, my brother. Good night to all. They knocked me off. I was saying we was we were talk we were saying too much good stuff, you know. <laughs> like there's, there's a guy behind the switch. Okay, that's enough. Get him. <laughs> we don't want to. I'm talking about how how we secretly get these messages into these homes when these people like lice and and, and bed bugs and roaches. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 answer the question, man. What was when was the first time? that you kind of noticed that something was off with Will and Jada. Something was strange. I mean, the very first time that you probably even saw it and didn't even say anything, like you noticed this, but it's like, hmm, I'm not seeing anything until somebody else does. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. What was the first time? It wasn't, it wasn't so much that it was Will and Jada. I knew that she was bubbling <laughs> because she kept trying to do shit that wasn't like – a part, it obviously wasn't a part of the plan, a part of the script. Like she, you can see her deviating from the plan that they that they that they had already. She's out there doing because I, I was, like I said, listening to all these rock and roll and alternative music, and she was in this female heavy metal band or whatever. Yeah, that was yeah, I was like, what the fuck wrong with her? <laughs> so I was like, I like heavy metal, metal, but 
not from Jada. Well, what she right. like? What, right. what she get off thinking that she gonna do heavy metal now when she didn't? Well, it's like these people who do like the the hip hop now, or whatever. It's like they are they listen to one album or whatever. They don't. They're not a part of the culture of it, and they just go out and start doing it. But this Jada, like your husband's Will Smith, you're Jada Pinkett. You do movies. And now you're a heavy metal singer? Like, that's where Willow and shit gets all that from. But, but Willow like, could actually pull it off. That's like saying 246857. Like, like, how do we exactly. get here? Exactly. <laughs> Save that shit for when you can't get no movie roles no more. <laughs> Las Vegas Hotel for pennies on the dollar. That was exactly. 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 Now, that's when I knew something was a little bit off. Now, I, I like, I was blissfully unaware that they had these issues. I, I know you. Are you gonna tell the people about when you, you when you heard, when you first heard a little bit about? Oh yes. Yeah. I don't care how much they deny it or act like. <laughs> this had to be back. I'll tell you, it had to be back in two thousand one, maybe mm-hmm. around that time, two thousand one, maybe even nineteen ninety nine. I got a hold of a magazine. It wasn't me or Jet or something like that. It was it was some secondary magazine that I know is not around anymore. But it was it was semi popular. Yeah. To read and I grab a lot of stuff that even I may not be into because I like to hear about different cultures, different state of mind. And the internet was around, but I wasn't really into it. That's how I know. Um, It wasn't in everybody's pocket yet. Exactly. It was expensive as hell too. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. you know, pictures would take so long to, to upload and everything. So I, you yeah. know, I was in the magazine. So I read this article by them. It was mm. an interview, and they were talking it raw. And I'm like, <laughs> Come on, man! I feel like now, like I'm Captain Kirk on Twilight Zone when they had the monkey on the thing, <laughs> and he jumped off the stewardess to come. And say, hey, there's, there's something jumping out of the wing. And they're like, there's nothing yeah. else? So people are telling me, no, 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 there was nothing like that. Then I'm like, listen, you weren't even born damn near by then. Look, <laughs> how they were swingers. Yeah. They were talking about how they do threesomes. Look, mm. more power to them. I'm not mad at them for doing certain <laughs> things. But the bottom line is, they were, they were talking this stuff and how they had an open relationship and everything. And I'm like, okay, okay, they're telling it. But that's Hollywood for you. So it didn't shock me. But now for a while it was like they were kind of trying to keep it down and then these things are coming out. But I, I knew. I knew. But they didn't come out blatant and say, he licks this and I suck that. But no. <laughs> and it's expanded. And, and we do have fun. We do have get-togethers. And I know the yeah, goal of that world. So it's yeah, like, yeah. turn around and try to be a saint after that. Then the thing with me coming down, as above, so below, the kids are whacked out. And I'm like, all the <laughs> something wrong here. There's something terribly wrong. <laughs> you had you had uh, Willow talking about she was she was hating herself because she wanted to be as cute as Jaden. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. She he he he's over here embracing all of this extra femininity. And then she feels like she's not pretty enough. Like, what are they? What type of messages are they sending them in the house? You would think. Oh, but what kind of household is it? Yeah, 
when when the mother is laying up with a, a friend of the son, the daughter, <laughs> this older guy laying up in the bed with her. Well, oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, there was some photo that was taken, and it was inappropriate because the guy had his shirt off, and he was in oh. the bed. I don't know if you remember that. I think I remember it now. Now you remember, like, yeah, it was in a, the, the, the shirt. And you, Will Smith, his daughter, like, like this dude is Mister. Like, how y'all gonna mess up the money? Like, <laughs> he was like the Munsters when they had Marilyn Munster, and she was the yeah. Normal. Well, he's the normal acting one, but he has all this <laughs> going around him. So, brother, something got to be wrong with you if you let this thing go around like that. You know true. what I mean? Very true. Wrong. He just he's a he's a bread he's he's a money earner, the breadwinner, but to him to come home to that and you the man of the house and you got money and you got Exactly. So and a really, career and a legacy to uphold. Like Will Smith and Jada Jada Pinkett Smith, if they really cared about the culture so much as they as she puts off and when she gets on T V she she's very articulate and very eloquent and she speaks about healing and she speaks about progress and black unity sometimes and, and all of these all of these great seeming things. But then y'all could have been Y'all could have created created a legacy between you, your kids, your kids, kids, your kids, kids, a whole legacy like the white people have with the Barrymores. You know, they have a whole acting legacy that, from John Barrymore all the way down to Drew Barrymore. The Barrymore. You know, exactly. They got the Barrymores and they got the, the uh, Emilio Estevez in them. <laughs> uh, the, the Sheens. There you go. The, the Charlie Sheens. And all of them, it, they could they could then move on to have production companies, and then own the means of power, the 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 the, the means of production. I mean, exactly. And then they can make the type of movies that they want and get cast in the type. You wouldn't have to wait for Hollywood to finally want to make a black historical movie. We can make our own. There's enough writers out there. There's enough of us that can write. There's enough of us that, that can act. Mm -hmm. They they keep begging. They keep begging this white Hollywood. They keep begging, and we have good, great allies. I'm not on a whole white people bashing thing, but right. it's like, but white Hollywood and systemic racism are not going to change a hundred plus years of what's been working for them. Right. And so right. we sit back and we wait. We, we wait for crumbs. And we we have some of some of the most amazing actors and actresses and and writers and, and people who are, have real talent. Out here begging for a seat at tables. Build our own table. Eddie Murphy yeah. tried to do it back but in the see, day, you know. But but yeah. Well, but anyway, I, 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 I went off on a little bit of tangent there. <laughs> Bill Cosby wanted to buy NBC. Oh, it, it's been <laughs> people been shot down. Yeah, seriously, they're not they're not slipped their bit the roof here and then they, they tried to shut down the productions on me and uh, told me I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I have to let them turn out accusing me to suck on the, the jello pop. <laughs> on, on the jello pop. pop. Sorry, I said that a little bit different because I'm a little bit roofied up. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> but, but look, this Jada Pinkett really all she can do is cause trouble to get attention because True. if it wasn't Will Smith she would have faded out a long time ago I hate to put anybody down because she's still a sister with her yeah. weird ass unfortunately all I'm saying, 
Jada Pinkett Smith would not be anything if she wasn't attached to Will Smith. But at the exactly. same time, trying to tear him down. I don't understand it. It's like she despises some women out here. I'm not throwing off on all women because you have men that despise women, but it's almost like he's so yeah. successful. She had to attach herself to him, but at the same time, because he is so successful, she wants all the attention for herself. So at the same time that she's gaining, she's resenting him. How about that? It's the weirdness of it all. Like, it's like it's true. It's like play your position. If this was reversed and we had some bum dude, some some bum ass dude who was attached to Angela Bassett and he was trying to talk some shit and embarrass her, you know how fast we'd jump on him. <laughs> yeah. We ain't letting you do that to Angela. How dare you? <laughs> Talk about you. You sat. You 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 was banging Augusta while Angela Bassett sitting across the table crying from you. Man, you have you have every dude in the hood rolling up on that dude. <laughs> Uh, uh, damn. And what it's was true. We, we would not take that from from. We would not let, and we would not let some dude, some random dude. We let's say, what's his name? What's one of these little uh, these dudes? Does the, Stella have a groove back to Tate Diggs? If Tate Diggs and her got together in real life, <laughs> and and then she was, and all of a sudden he's trying to ruin. Make her look bad, stepping out on her with all these young girls. Like mm-hmm. we, we we ain't taking that, <laughs> and that's why everybody has something to say about it too. It's not piled on Jada. It's like Jada, we tired of hearing about it because we we don't want to see the destruction of this black family from the inside. But see, maybe they were set up for that from the beginning. Could be, and as a yeah. distraction, also we, we're on the verge of World War Three. Mm. Most. I'm not saying us here. We're talking about it because we want to talk about it. We talked earlier and we said, hey, let's go live, right? That's so we, true. We balance everything out, but people are still thinking about it, so we're going to talk about it. We do that every now and then, but the bottom line is that, like you said earlier, Jada Pinkett's coochie is bringing black <laughs> people together because we're all talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking about how she's bringing the di- – she, she done brought the diaspora back together. Because we're talking about how crazy this shit is. <laughs> Black people from all over the world, from different parts of the country. I'm in America right now, and you in Africa. We sitting up here talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even speak English all the way. Hey, my brother, I want to know, what do you think about Jada? <laughs> <laughs> do they do it? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> do they do it with a, with a wink like, ah, oh, we never let our women do this to us, you... Pussy ass Americans, you pussies. <laughs> Is it like that? Americans, yes, but Will Smith, he's a simp. <laughs> you probably he's a simp. simp. He's a simp. You saw what we did to those girls trying to twerk in our in our ancestors' business. <laughs> you find them. They're somewhere else, but you'll never see them again. <laughs> you'll never see them again. You know what? White people do that shit too. Let let some uh, Italian dude embarrass the shit out of Italians. And oh, he would man. be missing somewhere. <laughs> Not saying anything that should happen to anybody. Nobody would get that 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 idea. But but we but we're the only we, we people like we <laughs> we let, we the only ones to let our crazies run out the house like that. <laughs> exactly. And all your business in the street. That was the main thing I had about. And even when I did the uh, the 
the the the the Will Smith and Jada Joe Harden report on your yeah. channel on the Last Gervin channel. Like when when I did that, it was like that was the main thing. It was like it wasn't from coming from a place. Even at that point, it wasn't coming from a place of shut the hell up, Jada. But now it's leaning towards shut the hell up, Jada. <laughs> but before that, it was like, why are you? I understand you. You. I. I don't want to. I don't want to quiet your voice and and you can't say anything and 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 you know your your expression and your feelings and you should get that out. But when it starts hurting the family, that's when it's going too far. And she should have enough enough self-regulation to be able to know that it's going too far. Your children, that boy was out of the house. Speaking of a children, like you were talking about earlier, that boy left the house. He became emancipated at 16 years old. What, what black boy is trying to leave the house, the millionaire house I'm telling you at 16? Well, maybe he got Will, a couple Smith, Will, Smith, Will Smith was still in the mansion and on Fresh Prince of Bel Air at twenty something. <laughs> Check this out. He he got emancipated at sixteen because he 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 got tired of seeing Will Smith being emasculated at fifty yep. years old. Once exactly. Emancipated. So there yeah. you go. No, but there's something yeah. else going on in that house. They caught wind of something. They understand. <laughs> it's true. The whole story. Let me tell you something. They, they they were doing some weird stuff. Let me tell you something. They probably okay. had some other because you know recently they said that um the bodyguard of uh, P Diddy was it revealed that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett were trying hard to scoop J Lo when Diddy was with her. Oh, so they were trying mad. to bring her in. Oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 third or fourth or something. Of course, and and they both were trying and hard. They mad at them. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> go big or go home. Shit, if you can get, you can back jail. I ain't even mad at that. All right, but I'm saying exactly. Oh, he was probably doing the same thing too. Who knows? Just like yeah. this a girl. But anyway, they, they, yeah. they were doing that in the house, and the kids knew. Trust me, mm. the kids knew. Yeah. they knew about them. When you have that much money and power, you get so used to not hiding shit, especially under your roof. You're like, I'm powerful. I ain't going to hide shit. Leave the crap pipe on the table. <laughs> I ain't got to hide shit behind these, behind these gates. <laughs> making breakfast kitchen and bringing it to y'all. Who is that? And they peeking through the peak hole. Exactly. Come on. It's <laughs> Looking at that, yeah. Just because they happen to have weirdness in their genes. They've seen a lot, and they were doing their own thing. They had a grown-ass man damn near in the bed with the daughter, and mm. she was a friend of the son. So you know he, he kept coming over there, and Will Smith had to know. supposed to be mentoring. What? Yeah, <laughs> You're doing, have fun with my wife, just don't come in her mouth. <laughs> Better yet, come in her mouth so she shuts the fuck up for once. All moon in a little while. Right. <laughs> like, I believe. No, that was hair pulling. I wish that would really happen. <laughs> They're pulling, but they weren't pulling nothing from Jada's head because there was no head. And on the side, look at the 
man. Little little speeds on the head, something like that. Who? On the banner, on the picture that, that I put up here. You got like a, uh, that a the little beads? Yeah, like it's fooling somebody. Wait, what? Oh, the, oh, that thing on her head, yeah. She probably mind controlling Will Smith with that shit. <laughs> she she wearing a damn Professor X helmet. She's wearing a Professor X helmet, and she, she, Will Smith died two years ago, and she's piloting his ass. <laughs> That's a robot. <laughs> she she got a damn Will Smith robot, and she is fucking piloting that shit with that helmet. <laughs> She got it moving around crazy, laughing, smacking Chris Rock whenever she get mad. <laughs> oh, man. That is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> she might, she, and she controls that's her, that's her, the, She controls it with her own thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, yeah, she's wearing this. I'm looking at what you put on here. And she's wearing the beaded thing over her head. She's drawing all this attention to her head. Like, part of me, and then she's talking about how, how her hair grew back and all of this stuff. Now, you had alopecia one minute. You don't have alopecia now. Now, you, you're putting shit on your head to emphasize the shit. You're shaving your head. It's like all the, it's, it's what, it's stereotypically, it's what little white girls do. I'm surprised she doesn't come out as a cutter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, not to make fun of people with that problem, but, like, Come on, she, it's like it's like what else? What 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 other attention-seeking thing is she gonna pull next? The book tour came out of nowhere. Like 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 we didn't even Jada. We was already like we knew everybody knew we was tired of Jada revealing and simping Will up and making him look crazy because he's a beloved he's a beloved actor. Uh-uh. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, I mean, come on, like, what is she doing to him behind closed doors or when the camera's not on? If she's doing this much, like, like, and he's got to grin and bear it because from what I hear, he had a fairly clean and decent upbringing. Um, yeah. He resents him for that. It's like, you know, you're doing too good, so I'm going to have to mess things up for you. And he's got to grin and bear it. But maybe he's going to snap one day. This is just too much. I mean, even when he hit Chris Rock and, you know, you're talking about my wife, keep it out of her mouth, whatever, whatever. And he could have turned around and said, yeah, well, I had it in her mouth. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> and we would have all known it was true. <laughs> they've been <laughs> apart for so long that yeah. he's still having these feelings for her, and, and she's doing her thing. So, that's, and that's, the, that's the messed up part. It's like it feels like she's the way she's playing it is that he's he's the biggest male movie star on the planet, but he's simping after you for some reason. And she like, why, you got, why, why, why are you making him do that? Like, exactly. Why are you getting off on that? And having you your daughter hold. write letters to Tupac saying, <laughs> Mommy happy, I wish you can come back. How does that make a man feel when your wife has influenced your own daughter mm. just Write something like that. So you got your own daughter coming against you with the foolishness. Exactly. But and he, it's like, he, yeah. Yeah, he's probably holding on to it because it's cheaper to keep it. California, yeah. that business, taking half. Yeah, everything. That's messed up. Including the kids. And you know and you know, she got the kids brainwashed on her side. So he don't want to lose all of that. <laughs> oh, man. But really, what does he really have when you think of it? And it, 
honestly, for me, if that was happening to me, he can't have everything taken from him. He's still Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, what worth if, if he had 15% left of what he's accrued over the years, and she took 85%. Folks would know he would still have a good life. Go yeah. on and make some more movies and build up again and have that over with. Let her get all of that. Let her go. And she's going to yeah. self Because on a spiritual level, she can't go on with the weirdness like that. And if people think that something's wrong with him, which the longer he stays in it, people are going to say, like, why are you staying in this thing so long? She's a yeah. masculine with every chance, you know, every turn. That's Same what happens thing. when you're sleeping with the enemy. Like, when you're sleeping with the enemy, at a certain point, people stop caring about you and what you're going through with it. They say, you stand. Yeah. So, so it becomes the whole thing, like the, that old saying, like, yeah. that's why you don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. That's why you don't stay in relationships with a psycho either because people looking in at a certain point is not going to be able to tell which one of y'all is crazy. You for saying or you for doing it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> it ain't like you got to sneak out the house 1980s Lifetime movie style <laughs> where you got to sneak out the house as the battered husband wife <laughs> where he got to <laughs> he got to sneak out the house with the, with the change in his pocket and the clothes on his back. <laughs> he got Cause millions because she doesn't care she don't care about him she's out there laying up with who she wants to lay up with and he loves her and he, he wants to let me tell you something when you're a man who grew up with your family intact that you that's in your DNA and now you go ahead and you marry somebody who I don't know her upbringing but I know it's a hell of a dysfunctional thing going on like he can manipulate that against him yeah. and he wants to have this you know, and, and he's so famous, and people like him, and they know. Let me tell you something. Let's hope he doesn't snap. Because I hope so, too. He already know. showed signs of it. And I think Gifty is right. Gifty, uh, who's, on the, who's on the chat, me, I, yeah. I, I do think he loves her. Because you, you got to love somebody to go through this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody casually, you ain't no casual friend or nobody like that that you just going to... He's just going to go through all of this embarrassment for I think he thinks – I think he's taking a page out of the Michelle Obama and Barack Obama book, but they had enough sense to keep that shit quiet because Michelle said – and she came out and said for about mm -hmm. 10 years in the marriage, she didn't like him. Oh, that's wild. Because she was – she said she was put – and you can see why because, you know, he he's a – if you're a president, you're a very ambitious man. You're so ambitious. You As a black man, you became the president of the United States of America, that racist place. So having to – having to put some of her stuff on the back burner and having to be with the kids more often and, and feeling a little bit of resentment for having to go with like almost like a single parent, you can see where some resentment will come in. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where Jada started. But she took that starting point and went to the fucking moon with how far she willing to drag Will. <laughs> Michelle yeah. kept that shit quiet. She and I think that I think it's that they believe that, and I I believe this at a certain point. If she doesn't, if if she doesn't completely emasculate him to the point where he goes crazy, like you were saying, then they will look back at a certain point when they're older. And they'll go, that was a crazy rough patch we had, baby. Well, and then they'll be, they'll be good. 
He'll say that because he's still thinking intact with her. Steve that's what I'm thinking. He's thinking. That's what I think. I think he's thinking that that's where he, where it's gonna go. He's like, my my baby's crazy right now, but we're gonna be all right. And you know, and it don't look like it. That's too much shit. Will like it's it's cheating and, and <laughs> mm. Mm. publicly telling everybody. We didn't want to know. If August would have told us, we wouldn't have even believed him. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, they had so much money and so much of a pristine record. Even though they told before the internet got popping, they had enough, like, they had enough clout built up of this nice guy, nice girl thing to where if somebody told us the shit they was doing, we wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> but they had to tell us. It came out of their mouth. <laughs> You got your daughter writing ghost letters, letters to ghosts and shit. I don't know if it's the red table talk or that damn uh, ghost show that they, <laughs> they put on the uh, on the cable channels. He does want to keep his family intact. I'm sorry. I'm saying, just swingers. They, they, they said <laughs> over 20 oh, years. Yeah. So he knew what he was getting into. You know? Yeah, and exactly. Like she was, she was one of them free spirit type of ladies too. So mm-hmm. she'll sit there and go ahead and have an orgy, cook breakfast for everybody in the orgy, and then talk about how kumbaya they're gonna be. He knew it, and and Hollywood loved it. Cause they're like, yeah, we're gonna have stories on you. The yeah, woman yeah, yeah. came to put them in, in, in a bad position. They did it themselves. They they came into Hollywood Illuminati ready. Illuminati <laughs> <laughs> starter kit. <laughs> but look what Gifty said again on the bottom of the screen there. Yeah. I think he's fighting to keep an intact family more so than fighting to keep uh, Jada. He's a family man at heart and he's too old to start over. So he's staying. What you think about that? Here's the thing. I think that he thinks that because if he wanted to, he could Robert De Niro his way through, not not Robert De Niro, but he could um, Jack Nicholson his way through the rest of his life in Hollywood. He, if he was a if he was a lady, and the way that the the, the social structure is set up, yeah, I could see you know where he had to do that. But he could be the most eligible bachelor. Hollywood loves a, a confirmed bachelor, Tom Clooney, uh, not Tom Clooney, Tom, uh, what's his name, George Clooney type. He could be a George Clooney type, uh, a Jack Nicholson type, the womanizer, just going on dates and not committed to any marriages. All of those older white dudes in Hollywood do that. They're like the, they're like, they're like the shit. They're just like these distinguished gender. Well, that's the the role they play as being the shit. Like the like. I'm the cool older gentleman with, with the nice clothes, and I'm gonna tell you, like I, I could sit you down with with, a, with with Jack Daniels, tell you some stories about Hollywood and this and that. He, like he might have to enter that phase. Okay. Because he, will they accept him that way? I think they can because it'll just be another phase. The thing about it is, he had the family man phase. Boom. Now he'll have the 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 sort of the 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 dating young women, and being a cool bachelor phase. He never had the cool bachelor phase. Think about it. He never had the cool bachelor phase. And I think that's part of why 
Hollywood accepted him because he was, and I think he's scared of letting that go. I think that's why he's holding on so tight because he's used to Hollywood giving him these opportunities because he was never a threat to them and their women because he was married already. Mm. So now you have this attractive, on the loose, eligible bachelor in his 50s. He could spend his 50s, 60s, 70s. That's 30 more years mm-hmm. of being James Bond, basically. Being, you know, Sean Connery, being Jack Nicholson, being mm-hmm. like all of these, all of these perpetually single George Clooney for the longest time. Like these perpetually single, like 50s to 70s white dudes who still cool. Right. Like we'll follow the Denzel, the Denzel model of you you know we can't have this can't have a loose black man on the loose in Hollywood without a wife we ain't gonna put him in shit because we're not gonna make him too big he'd be fucking all of our women <laughs> 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 yeah. we can't let we can't let the buck in the house <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so so they did, so next thing you know they want to they go ahead and. So he, I think he's scared, or he knows something that we don't know, that he will not be given. You saw what they did to Wesley? I don't know if he was married or not, but this dude was, he, he, he seemed, to, he seemed he to be the type that would go out there and have fun and, and get with all of them. <laughs> yep, they don't want that. They were not going to let him be run free reign and be in all these action movies still and, and uh, get all this attention and get all of these ladies and and they, they don't want that because either they, either Hollywood doesn't want it, or they don't think that, that that the American public wants to see it. And they got and they are the they they're the boss anyway. The people who buy the tickets. Mm-hmm. So does somebody somebody in Kentucky want to know that Will Smith is banging every single female opposite him in a movie, or do they want to think that he has this cute little wife at home? Right. You see the comment on the screen. One man yeah. in the industry admires Morris Chestnut. He has kept his life private for a long time. Morris kept his nuts to his chest and kept his private. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do that when nobody's looking for you. <laughs> hmm. But he, by, by, by all accounts, by all the metrics that usually make these people popular, he should be way more popular. He should be way more, he should have way more fame, I should say. You talking about Will? No, the, the Morris guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By all all of all of their standards, all of the standards of all of their standards of acting and the attractiveness and this and that and the third, he should be leading man action movie all over the place just like these guys. Why not? Well maybe he didn't wanna <laughs> He wanna have a Tom Cruise party. <laughs> mm-hmm. They flirted with the whole Scientology thing too, and that's the whole thing. Like that's what no one talks about. They were they had a whole Scientology slant and had a Scientology phase for a while too. Let me tell you, in Manhattan, in New York City back in the day, that thing was so heavy. And there was somebody who was at a gym that I used to train at. They were friendly with me. It was a guy. It was a white guy. He was like, "You wanted me to come to one of these meetings," but he was very vague on what it was. Oh. Back in those days, I was 21 years old. You know, I felt like I can conquer the world. Nobody's going to mess with me. I didn't think it was, it was a cult thing or anything. 
And I've seen the weightlifting pictures too. Nobody was gonna mess with that tank. <laughs> uh, I feel like old George Foreman now. Those are my best days, right? <laughs> and it was a Scientology thing. I can even damn near tell you the street. It was like forty forty sixth street, forty fifth street. It was at this hotel. Really nice hotel. Yeah. And what hit me was that there were celebrities there. Not celebrities, and I couldn't remember their names. There were a whole people there that were actors and actresses in the soap operas. I was like, I know that guy over there. And there was one black guy. I'm mm. going to scour and search the internet like crazy around that time period looking for black actors that were on popular soap operas. And I know there's probably mm. three or four of the top ones. <laughs> yeah. When I walked in, he looked at me. And he gave me the what's up, like, you know how you, us brothers lift up our head, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, even though I couldn't hear him, there were white folks there. And he came <laughs> over and, and everything. And said, thanks for coming and everything. But he didn't say much after that. And people were coming around. And I forgot how they were selling the whole thing, right? Yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> but I knew that it was not, not, I knew in my heart there was something wrong here. Exactly. It was almost like love bombing at church. Well, you didn't mm. remember at church. And you come as you are, and everybody's accepting you and loving you and hugging you and everything. You ain't getting that treatment in two more months once they got you. <laughs> exactly. How, how much cars you got or how broke you are or whatever. After that, we got yep. you. Right? <laughs> thing in the whole world. So I was noncommittal. They got my yep. phone number, and they rang my phone number <laughs> now. They were taking turns. I felt like they were wow. running a train on my cerebral. They changed their voice, and they were like yeah. different people calling, acting like I was a role in the behind. You know, can I talk to you? Wow! So what they was on some stalker mess. That sounds like them, though. It, let me tell you something. I got so mad, and at that age, I naturally had a high level of testosterone. Right? <laughs> True. I was angry. I remember I was downstairs in my basement. And we had the finished basement. You know, they had the panels and the wood panels. And <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Man, I was on the phone so mad. I got so mad. I said, listen, why don't you stop? You know, I went through that already. Stop calling. <laughs> Man, I punched a hole in the wall. Oh. I had to repair it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, was so, I was so pissed off. And then, then I started to get abusive with them. They kept calling me. So I said, the only way to stop them is to threaten them. Mm. You can't do that. Well, you're calling me. What are you talking about? You're harassing me, and I can't threaten you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They was already talking. They was already talking to you like you was like you was in the in the in like you was a, a underling or whatever. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. Exactly. Exactly. So I made such threats. Not I don't threaten with firearms and like that. I threaten with yeah. mystery. Like I'm gonna come back <laughs> there, but you know. Oh, and whoever whoever's first, they gonna get it. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I said from what I saw, there's nobody in there that can handle me. I'm gonna steamroll everybody. You all gonna be laid mm. out. You gonna run away out of there like you see Godzilla. You gonna feel Japanese. <laughs> oh, that chapter. <laughs> and it took all of that. Like they're persistent like that. And you hear like, had you actually got if they got their claws into you a little more, and 
Like I'm a little scared saying this right now, <laughs> but there's there's stories from these actors like Leah Remini, who was on King of Queens, the the female lead of that movie or that TV show, I should say. Mm-hmm. King of Queens was about a New York couple, and it's like the the new honeymooners or whatever for for the 2000s, and she talked about her decades in the Scientology religion or or organization or whatever you want to call it and and some people say cult <laughs> you know and i ain't judging that part of it but it's like she talks about she she said so much about them and talked about their tactics and their ways it's the exactly the way you're talking about you you got a taste of it and you were only there for a hot minute she talked about how they they really when they really get they sink into you they don't. They don't let you go. They they threaten. They they physically put hands on. They meant she mentioned Leah Remini mentioned oh, how oh. how yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Imagine them putting hands. <laughs> we gonna rock then. Trust me. Exactly. The elders of their of their organization or their, their what they do. They they actually the slap is actually one of the preferred methods of letting them know their place again. So that's why somebody mentioned the slap like Will, just like just like Will Smith did that slap. <laughs> I would love to see them chat it with me. Oh, <laughs> look, look, I'm not a man, and growing up, I was a nice kid, but I had a short fuse. I was mannerable yeah. and always gave respect, but yeah. my anger was was something yeah. of a different level. And again, I'm not speaking as a tough guy. I got stories. You just have, have boundaries, and you weren't gonna let, have them tested or be. You, you like you're from New York. You can't you can't have that because the people. Are, yeah, I'm saying like, wow. But look, do you really think they would have tried that with me? I mean, like they would try to get me that way. But here's the other question: right? after working after working somebody's mind to the point, they probably would have made you an an enforcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably yeah. would have made you an enforcer, and then one of the people, one really? of the bigger people. Yeah. For you. What did they see in me? I was, I was broke. I wasn't famous. I had a good body. I had a good look. But what did they see in me? Like exactly that. People from people, they have a lot of celeb- celebrities in their in their fold. So that's why that's where a lot of that money comes from. They have high end celebrities as a part of their group, and you know, to anybody getting a benefit from it and and, and able to get regulate their lives and, and and prosper within it, you know, more power to them. You know, but the horror stories that I've heard and the people who have, who seem to have reputable ways of of Speaking on what what it was about, they talk mm-hmm. about the deep conditioning and the mind the mind fuckery that that goes on into it. Right, right. It's I like an you. abusive relationship in those situations. I'm not saying them specifically, but I'm saying in a in a cult type situation, they break you down and rebuild you in their own image. And they would have tried that, and they probably probably your your youth was a big part of it. Yeah, true longevity and, and all Exactly. You know what messed me up? When Farrakhan turned around talking like he's condoning it. That's when I had to part all the way with really? him. 
Yeah, Farrakhan was hanging out. Wow. He's trying to get some of that Hollywood money. <laughs> he's, like, I don't give a, he's like, I don't care how many motherfuckers they abusing behind closed doors. I'm going to get some of this white money. <laughs> With this white woman and fire water. Oh, <laughs> <all> America. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, he comes in. Farrakhan comes in there. You know what? I don't care. Just give me five white women. Don't tell none of the black people about it. And I ain't saying no shit about what I saw here tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, I know brothers in the nation, and I've, a lot of stuff has been revealed to me that I cannot say here. Okay. I, 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 I ain't even trying to be got by association. I don't want to be walking down the street, driving down the road one day. My ass, Malcolm X. I ain't trying to have that happen. I've sat down to dinner with a lot of them in high levels and. Like they trust yeah. me, so I can't. But uh, it's crazy. And I respect the heck out of the nation because they've done so much for our people. Exactly. Like exactly. that. Like we, a lot of times, who do these stars have to turn to when they need real security? Right. Right. That's true. Well, always respect for them. At the same time, they, Hollywood has them by the balls where they can't mm. spend the money to help people, to help us, or use their influence. So, like, what gives? We'll let you get protection from the nation, but we won't let you fund <laughs> in the hood. Oh, yeah. you can't anybody. Like, they can't Man, do it. got to watch her fucking back. She, that's why she had to go. <laughs> that's why she had to deliver it to, uh, to Africa. You're right. They don't let them. They, it, it flies in the face of their of their money-making things. It's like the prison industrial complex or all of these other means of keeping people medicated in these messed up ways and making money off of that. The yeah. pharmaceutical industry, like all of those sort of things. And I worked for specialty pharmacies for a long time. I, I was in, in insurance and administrative and the administrative part of it. And that's a dirty game. <laughs> that's a, I've worked uh, in banking and healthcare administration. Huh? They're ruthless. They don't care. They're about very that. ruthless and don't care. They will, they will sit there and let let you not have your oncology medicine in a hot minute. Make you make you audition like American Idol to try to get that. <laughs> oh man! Then they, then I tell you when they don't give it to you, they be like, "Sorry, we're sending you home to God." <laughs> Hospice. <laughs> exactly. They don't play. And but I've seen some great things too. But I've seen some horror stories in that mess. I always try to do my best to just. You know, have my have have my things right on the administrative end so that it wasn't something that I caused them not to get. You know what I mean? Right. Because you got to get certain approvals from you know this and that. It's crazy. But that's a dirtier game than banking. That was I thought that was dirty. I saw that mortgage collapse coming from a mile away. We saw that coming from a mile away. We were like these motherfuckers. Like we're making a lot of money, but these motherfuckers really can't afford that. Like we were like, go ahead and send them through to the. Okay. <laughs> so, so you saw it coming because of the practices that we saw it coming. As twenty, I was twenty. I was from the ages. I was still in college. Uh, I think I might have been just out a, a year. I was like, it was. Um, I was just out of college. It was. Um, or yeah, maybe a year out. Or still, like I was still in college for a little bit of time when I was there, and then the, the last year that I was out, we saw that coming a mile away because they gave us incentives for getting them. With with these 
with the, the they, they, hooking them up with the people well, to process the loans. And we're like, they can't, we're looking at what they, like, you wouldn't believe, I'm not going to say it too much because I ain't trying to be, <laughs> but don't get me. <laughs> Way out here in Africa, I would say they would look. Exactly. Last of you, you'll be having a, a special about. Oh, sad what happened to Joe. <laughs> no, no, you, you'll be right here with me. Trust me. Yeah. I'll be. I had to hide out. <laughs> I'm the nation of Islam. Hold up in one. They ain't gonna come here. Yes, sir. <laughs> now we we have like there were things. The amount of information. Because I worked with credit loans and lines and, and all of that the first bank that I worked for. Right. And so <clears throat> the, the amount of things that we saw that the, the person has in front of their screen about you, like I won't say the name, of, I won't say the name of this, this corporation, but they had down to, and it makes sense when you really think about it, but they had down to, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. These people had an estimation of when they expect the when they expected the client to die. Damn. Yeah. Dead serious. They said you, this is on your screen, but don't you ever quote these things that you see on your screen to this person. Right. It was, was an estimate, yeah. it was an estimation of it, like that that is dead on its truth. It was an estimate but you have to think about but think about it from a lending perspective. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kind of they're gonna make some sort of they they're gonna make they're gonna have that in the back of their minds because you got to pay them eventually. They don't want you dying on their ass. So when they 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 based on demographics of where the person lives and and all this information that we know about how you're living because we're seeing everything you buy. Right. That's straight spooky. They can make an they can make a guesstimation of when they expect you to die, and that was there. If I never get another bank job, I know what the fuck happened because I said this shit. (laughs) 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 So I was twenty three between the ages of twenty three and twenty five, working with loans and lines of credit at that particular bank, and it it was some spooky mess. I made a lot of money. It was too much money for a twenty three year old. I was going to Miami almost (laughs) every other month. Damn. Not almost every other month, about every other month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at you. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I did. So, and it was, it was, the thing about it is, it's like, when you get into all of these organizations that have all this information and they have all of this, this dirt on you or this actual, whether the dirt is, Secrets that you have, or whether the, the dirt is exactly how you live—that's not a secret, but it, but it's not public. They can make all types of money moves. Secrets. Yeah. Wait, but when you say secrets, I mean, is there something, or is there space allowed in their computers where they can have like unnecessary decadence if you're into it? Like, I mean, like, how do they <laughs> find this information out, though? I mean. It's got to be some underhanded way. It can't be just like he told what us this. Like, like, like the dirt you do when you when you say like the information they have on you is it stuff yeah, like? Yeah, okay. I just know from that bank that the people that that we dealt with, like we were dealing with their credit card. There's a lot of people are using this like their actual money. 
because mm-hmm. they get their points and they get their points in their airline miles and and they get all of these perks of using the card. That's the whole point of the perks is to make you use it. And a lot of people paid off their their debt as they accumulated it. And the mo- that was the majority of the people that I talked to because my job at the bank was to also try to get them other products like, you know, balance transfer or to get a home equity loan or a line of credit and to, to you know, find ways to or, or help them consolidate. The balance transfer is a way to consolidate their debt so that they're all at this bank and not everywhere else. They could use a convenience check that is 5.99% APR and go pay. Okay, let me see something. Ah, he must, he must be talking too much. <laughs> they had their finger on the button. <laughs> they're talking about Scientology, and they're talking about the computers and the dirt that we have. I didn't know that. I know he'll be back, but I didn't know that, that they try to predict when you're going to die. That's crazy. So what do you do, like trick them and live longer? <laughs> I lived 20 years longer than you thought. Mm. Just like it was said, only God can save America. But on a serious note, people don't know how things are getting ramped up for World War Three. That Russia, I found out some stuff, real stuff, not just like fear mongering, and and where it can go. And it's frightening. The world we live in, it's it's. This is the twilight zone. Like you would think with all this technology and all this knowledge that we'd be somewhere else as a people, but the so-called leaders that we have, that we know is the shadow government behind everything and the so-called elites, but they're railroading this thing into a world that we never expected. Like they said, and I got you back in, Joe, but oh, yeah. uh-huh. I just want to say that I heard by 2041, you know how they're trying to make this cashless society. And they've been getting yeah. rid of so many ATMs in America and other parts of the world. But when you look at it and they say, oh, they can't stop that, think again. How many places can you go and find a public telephone now? Everybody has cell phones. They ruled that out. You see exactly. what I mean? They, they can stop whatever they want to stop to maneuver you into a certain position. The other thing that I'm going to eventually talk on about facial recognition. Mm. I mean, we have no privacy now. No True. privacy that can be used against us in so many ways. And people years ago were saying, well, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a nutcase. But look at the world we're living in. And then we have these distractions like Will and Jada with the foolishness. Like you said, or somebody said, what is it going to be next, Beyonce and, and Jay-Z? <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, it, those are the puppets They've been granted the fame, the money, but when it's their time to follow the script in exchange for what they have, they're going to have to do it. Mm. They all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right, Gifty. And she said, frightening. We need more God more than ever, a spiritual connection. And we've been detached from the spiritual connection. Slowly but surely, it's been severed off. Because we have the fear going on that we want to distract ourselves. And like I said the other day, especially in the black community, all these forms of escapism, the crack house, 
the whorehouse, the church house, the number spot, food, bad food, mm. food. We're embalming ourselves. Now we're into the sensory thing. We want to eat more of the bad food, the sugar, the salt. We want the wayward sex. Our hormones are out of control. We want to just douse ourselves in everything and not face reality and not face ourselves and turn ourselves in with that spiritual connection that will keep us on a level. That if we can collectively, and I'm not speaking religion, but imagine as strong and as powerful as the mind is because it really is, and they don't want us to understand how powerful our mind is and how powerful our spirits are. That if everybody who is righteous, regardless of their background, their religion, or whatever, forget the protesting. If we had took an hour or a particular hour where we meditate on something, just like they show in the Matrix how you bend spoons. I'm not saying to bend spoons, but if we all had a vibration along the same lines for peace and taking these people out of the power that they stole, and brought people into an awareness of what's going on, we can wipe them out. But, we, but we've been so reduced in our spiritual connections and so distracted. And that's the role that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and so many others, they play. And they're in position. They're the real sleeper cells. They're the, the real, Yeah, they're the, they're the real sleeper cells. They get that call, you got to put yourself out there. And you better do it with a smile on your face. Well, I had to stick that in there because we're talking about it. That's important. Not to push a distraction, but to let folks know what it really is. And it's sports and, and, and this celebrity stuff and TMZ. That TMZ thing, let me tell you something. I've never been to the West Coast. I've never been to Hollywood. I may know a few people who may have told me things down through the years. But the bottom line is when I worked at the People's Court TV show as security with Harvey Levin on the outside right there on 7th Avenue, right off of 46th Street in front of the Tourist Center and down by the Manhattan Mall, 30-something Street, I got a chance to see the people who came up to him on a break. And oftentimes he may not want me to be as close because I was overhearing a lot of stuff. But then I realized how powerful and influential this thing was. And they work hard. This is the thing. These folks in Hollywood who are in these positions, they work hard. I'm not saying it in an admirable sense. For some, yes, I do. But the ones who are the movers and the shakers, they work hard to hold on to that grip that they have over our minds. And they're tight with it. And people know dirt on people. This is why, especially with TMZ, use them as an example. Harvey Levin, ain't nobody paying me no mind. But he is a, a, a rich, gay, anti-Kanye kind of person, if you know what I mean, right? <laughs> and the amount of people who are bigwigs that try to dress down. You see their Rolex, but they got the dirty jeans with the holes in it. Come on, man. Yeah. Limousine dropped you off. And when Harvey would Always leave, working that mental angle. Always working the mental angle on us. When he would leave, the limousine would pull up, and he'd jump in that bad boy, hit the Newark airport, and he was back on the West Coast in no time. And sometimes turning around and coming back in two days to go and video more segments. But, man, 
it, it's it's there'll be things I'm talking about that really not that I know everything, but collectively a lot of information is fed to me, and I don't mean I don't mind being the um the guinea pig. I'm already the guinea pig, <laughs> and I and I'm out the country, so I'm not. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> 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 you got out, so you just you you had to take it underground to keep it from falling to the wrong hands. <laughs> exactly, I can see them coming a mile away. That's right, <laughs> up the way on rough terrain. I'm like Rambo. I'm way up. Yep. You ain't walking out no door into some flat street where you can see me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no. And I've reinforced. That's why something ever happened to me. Y'all know. Y'all know why. Just I'm just saying it. I'm just putting it out there. That, that what, what I disclosed about the bank. That's why I didn't get a name of the bank that I worked for. <laughs> well, I ain't trying to have that. <laughs> they probably roll up in a horse and buggy. <laughs> it's like the old days and get me. Now nah, you hit the airport, man. You wear a mask. Fake <laughs> ID. What have you out here with me? We'll be out here enjoying it. Look, look I, I need to already have that network in place <laughs> <laughs> for that, that for that underground railroad. The, the, the infrastructure has to be in place. Well, see, well, see look, look at it this way. You might have to go to Venezuela, then Costa Rica, then the Philippines, and then come to Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. You might go to Togo. Yeah. You might go to Burkina Faso and take a cab <laughs> and hit off the Border Patrol with some money. They'll take it. They'll let you go. <laughs> you heard about that. There's some guys in, who got away from uh, uh, incarceration recently, like about three or four brothers and, and a white dude, all mm-hmm. got out because of a damn busted. They, I think either they or somebody else busted a damn uh, day room window. Oh, man. But it was already, it had to be planned because somebody scooped them up in the car when they got out of there. Orchestrated. Exactly, and I don't know if they caught them all yet, but they, I saw I saw it in a feed recently. Wow, you just never know. You never know what's yeah. around you. You never know what's staged. Is there anything by chance anymore? It doesn't yeah. seem that. Way. I wonder know. if this Jada thing is a, a stage thing too. If it's a distraction meant for upcoming, because the the the, the situation's getting hot over there in Palestine. Yeah. Most definitely, it, it is. is. And Russia up. was already showing out with with uh, the Ukraine, so you wonder, you know, is some is something coming to a head, and they need a handy dandy distraction so we can look over here, hey, over here, and then, boom. I was looking at some independent media today, and they broke it down like so well, yeah. and it's not going to go. Nobody can speculate exactly how it's going to go, but if you look at what's happening actually now and not this stuff that's fed to you on Fox and CNN and these debates and all, and Biden's falling down. Who cares? There's some uh-huh. stuff about to go for real. We don't know how, but the speculation was an excellent breakdown. I saw two videos. A lot of these videos, I, don't, I just don't look at videos. Oh, it's gospel. It must be this way. I, 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 I cross-reference and I read myself and, I talk to people on blogs and comment sections from different countries, and I have my own little way of doing things yeah. that it's not the acceptable way where I heard it on this platform. You don't want to hear it that way. Yeah, because you don't want to have any any one place be, like you said, your cross-referencing and your, your people that you know and then other, other outlets that you look at. You want to have that well-rounded view to see 
you know, to sort it out for yourself on top of the information that you get. Right, right. So, you know, it takes a lot of speculation, and then one day to the next, things can slightly change. But one of the things that I heard that was, like, phenomenal, and this guy walked us through it, that at the end of the day, America is definitely going to be changed. It doesn't mean that there are going to be bombs dropped there and here. But the flexing and, and the posturing, America is so weakened right now. And they talk about Russia not having as good of a military as America. And they can say that. And its bases all over the world in most countries anyway. There's an American base here in Ghana. You think I want to hear that? They might bomb it. I'm like, man, I didn't come out here for that. I came out here to get away from the target in the hot spot. That's Who has a hit on their head? I'm standing mm. next to them. Catch a bullet too. I don't want that. But yeah. the bottom line is that they said that Russia, the way they did in Ukraine, that although they don't have the military might like America, as it's been helping Ukraine. They're not against doing war crimes. They're not against saying we're going to play dirty. They're not against shooting and killing civilians. Now the onus is on that country to say, hey, we got to back up because this is against the rules. Russia will play dirty. They will, these countries will play dirty. It's not Okay, America's not used to getting hit with anything, right? But since the last couple of decades, and America's being hated on so much, we have the BRICS nation, we have all these different things going on, it's a big world out here. And I'm not into the politics, because, the, look at Joe Biden. He's got the borders open, check this out, he's got the borders open, the borders wide open, you don't know how many sleeper cells are in America. Yeah. The military is deficient on manpower. I found that out. They don't have enough troops, enough people that they got to shut down certain programs in the army, in, in the military overall. So there's not yeah, the man. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, we have all these, 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 these activists, these wannabe activists, these Facebook activist kids who mm-hmm. want to make a difference, but they don't go and do and make a difference. <laughs> right. And see, on top of that, there's less recruits, borders are open, the migrants are being flooded in, they're being taken care of, and so what's going to happen is that those migrants are going to be the ones that, well, if you want to pay for your time being here, you're going to have to join the military. You know what I mean? And we're sitting by like a useless tool. We don't have a clue because we're following everything else we should be doing for ourselves. And it's just, I don't know, it's sickening because the position that black people find them in, themselves in overall, I'm not saying anybody here, it's sickening. We should have been really elevated and understand after getting through the 50s and 60s and the early 70s to know the game. That's why they dropped crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. We, we, we... Had it not been for the obvious way for them to single us out from everyone else, 
we should have been able to to uplift and, and make a way and forge ahead for our people, just like every other other race of people have been able to come here and do. Very Everyone lucky. else has been able to come. Everyone else has been able to come. And I'm not dissing them because I have friends from all over the place. And I, I, I admire them for changing their lot in life and, and being and, and making it happen. And, but at the same time, how many times do we get to get skipped in the, in, the, in that waiting line? Mm-hmm. And our way, and our, and you know, our, you know, our very, you know, appearance and melanin and, and, and everything that's about us gets weaponized against us sometimes in a ways that allow it for ego, easily to be singled out. Yeah. crazy so that's why will smith <laughs> should be like we're, we're all in a way sleeping with the enemy you know whether it's us who are in countries that oppress us or in bad marriages like you know or seemingly bad marriages or or problematic ones at least they're at least pro- problematic right if not outright outright bad how many of us are "Quote unquote," sleeping with the with that enemy, and, and when when do we say enough is enough? When does he say enough is enough? When do we as a people say enough is enough? That's true. Do we go out like Will Smith <laughs> and get dragged all over the the world and embarrassed and emasculated and downtrodden and oppressed, or do we do something and not fall for the distractions of the people that hold us hostage? Right. We should be so much more advanced, and it's almost like being in a classroom where the whole class has to wait for the slowest student who's not even applying himself. It's not fair. So what do we do? Do we break away from those deadbeats in our community who don't even want to understand what's going on and leave a space for them to carry them along? Or do we focus on ourselves who are aware of what needs to be done and that's a very lean bit of people. You know what I mean? We can't, we, at this point, it's it true. seems like if we hold back, we're going to get destroyed ourselves. And I'm not, I'm not even fear-mongering. I'm just saying destroyed on some level because we're already destroyed a lot on an emotional and mental and spiritual level, which will translate. You said it all right there. And those are the most important levels because once they get our our minds, bodies through the food, our minds through all of the, the stuff they put out there, and our souls from separating us from connecting to to our creators, then once they have us separated like that, it's like an abusive relationship. Once they separate us from our our source, then they can do whatever the hell they want with us. Mm-hmm. More so now than ever before. It's the sad part. Exactly. And what and what you touched on there is important, too, when you said that, you know, do we forge ahead but separately? Like, oh, well, I'm going to get myself together. Y'all do you. And then we'll meet up somewhere and then we'll put this thing back together. Or do we try to drag some people along? And it's like you can't drag this pe- the, the, this generation of people along. You have to change their mindsets. That's the only way. And then everybody forge your head together. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Because of all of this wildness 
never did I ever think that I'd see any actress, let alone uh, brothers and sisters, fronting each other off like that in public. Mm. Like he truly is, like you, like the the title of of the podcast, sleeping with the enemy. At what point do you cut that enemy off until they're not an enemy anymore? Exactly. Well, she's she's looking for the attention. She has the book out. She's got the orders to be the one to distract. There's mm-hmm. other ones. Out. <laughs> they but, probably whispering that shit to her. Like she probably think it's coming from her own mind, and they got all types of. <laughs> they got, they got, they talking through her, talking to her through her own Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> Jada, you should fucking tell Will that he ain't shit, and that August fuck better. <laughs> you know what? I think I should tell Will that while she's sleeping, they saying that shit to her. Let me get working on. And keep talking for two minutes. I'll be right back. No problem. And then they work on Will and tell him, you know, you ain't shit. Jada fucking August, you got to do everything in your power to make sure you keep this woman. And they keep them in this weird cycle of looking like buffoons because they're looking like high-class buffoons right now. It's high-class buffoonery the way they're carrying on. High-class buffoonery. Because buffoonery isn't just simply the kid sagging the pants or the girl twerking on the ancestral grounds where we had people leaving to go to America to be sold as slaves. No, the buffoonery is happening on a high-class level to, to almost show us as a culture, like, okay, you think that you have this power couple. You think that you can make it. You think that you two can do something and forge ahead. We give you so few role models and people doing it in a in a way that's that's celebrated and, and lauded, and 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 that's a list and all of that stuff. And look, the same bickering buffoonery is going to happen at the highest levels. And you you see how all of these other stars or all of these other people from from different backgrounds they don't bring their their problems to the red table. They don't bring it to the red table to be dissect, to be dissected by people who don't care about your family. What's the point, Jada? Like what's the point of putting it out there like that? for everybody to see, for everyone to dissect, and for everyone to to know about. Like, what's the point, ultimately? Like, all right, there's no lesson to be had from all of this because it's just pot shots being taken. It isn't, oh, well, we're working on this. To They'll say we, we have this you know, this sloppy social experiment called Our Lives for You. She wants to turn them into a reality TV show when they are A-list Hollywood. That's a step backwards. A step backwards on purpose is buffoonery. So why, Jada? Why? Why take a step back and be their 
their example of high-class buffoonery. What is the end game in all of this? So is to is it to have a public divorce or a public struggle fest? Mm-hmm. At the end of it, what's the point? Why bring this up? Work on work on the healing. Stop trying to make your family look like a look thirsty as you are, Jada. Because <laughs> 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 ain't no reason for Jay for for uh, I almost said Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lose our mind if this happened to Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> I know, right? We'd be distracted then. Exactly. Then we know it's a distraction. Then we know for a fact. We're, they couldn't do it They couldn't do it with Jay-Z and Beyonce because we were like, oh, this is a trick. We know this is a trick. We know a trick when we see one. But Jada is just... And Jada is just C-list enough for us to wonder if it's a trick or not. <laughs> oh, but you hear what Gifty said? There's a new Whitney and Bobby. The new witness. <laughs> exactly. How the hell did Will Smith and Jada Pinkett become the new Whitney and Bob? And not a drug in sight. <laughs> what the hell? Or maybe it's like we were talking about earlier. Maybe the crack pipe is on the table. They're showing us the crack pipe is on the table. This is The metaphorical crack pipe is on the table, and we don't care because we got that much money. <laughs> Slavery never ended. Now it's paper <laughs> Like carbon monoxide puts you to sleep and then you're dead before you even know what happened. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> but Jada's gonna grab an ether. Jada's gonna grab a uh, ether rag and make sure that she take that. She wanna. She wanna be up close. She wanna feel his heartbeat and stop herself. <laughs> Real. She. <laughs> that's the way she <laughs> seems to be approaching it. I don't see the the pro. I guess the issue that I have with it all is that I don't see the point. What is the point of it all? What are that? What is she trying to hoping to gain? Selling a book. How many books are you really gonna sell, Jada? I know. Are you gonna sell as many books as Will is gonna lose? He's been losing. Like literally, the reports have been coming out. He has been losing. There's certain studios, right, that are refusing to work with him and canceling things that he has had on the on the table. Because of Chris Rock? No, because of Jada. Oh, yeah, they yeah. They can deal yeah. with it. You know, they don't give a shit about him slapping some black dude. <laughs> That's true. Because, because the thing about it is, okay, when they go, when they have a movie come out, they don't know. He can't control Jada, obviously. So they don't want their movie or their whatever it is to be overshadowed by whatever the fuck she's going to pull out of her bag next. Next thing you know, she's going to talk about how she stick this in him and that in him when he's doing an action movie. He can't be no action star when she's talking about dildos going up his ass. <laughs> oh, my God. How are you going to be an action star? Well, I got I got the Matrix 4 coming out, and then Jay, here comes Jada right behind him. Dil- Will likes dildos. <laughs> oh, my God. So now, how are you going to sell that movie? <laughs> it ain't going to be Will, though. Will though. <laughs> she got the will though inside of him. That was probably what she called it. Will though. <laughs> go, go, go get the will though, Jada. She probably she probably do all of that freaky uh white dude buying a prostitute a black prostitute in the fifties shit. Spit in my face. I'm an evil I'm an evil guy. Right, Make right. me feel the pain. <laughs> exactly. No, that's real though. Yeah. 
been in S&M clubs on a nosy tip. Exactly. Got that guilt. They want to be degraded because they're guilty. Exactly. Some straight. You know what I mean? Yep. So he's feeling some sort of guilt for like she probably talked some shit to him like, you know, you wouldn't have got none of them roles if Tupac was alive. I put a right. wildo in you. Do you think they want you in Bad Boys with your wildo? <laughs> I wouldn't be paying her no mind. She'd be just another whatever. Clout chick. Hey. It's only because hey. he's not here she can make up the past like that. But really, remember yeah. we were saying earlier how weird she looked? Look at the picture there on, on the banner on the left. With that oh, stuff. Lord, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's I wouldn't me. trust her behind you like that, last. <laughs> 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 I got she look, like up some, she look like she up to some shit <laughs> I got auto clench she can't get anywhere <laughs> ah, she ain't gonna have you making no diamonds <laughs> like, like we said earlier Will Smith is so upset with what she's doing and he's so anal right now and clenching from behind if you stick a diamond up there he'd cut it in half <laughs> he cutting diamonds in half. That's a, that's a new phrase for when you getting just woe out by your by your partner, <laughs> by your wife, by your husband. You clenching diamonds and you cutting diamonds. Got the brother <laughs> doing got the brother doing male kegels. <laughs> she probably got one of them uh one of them uh them, them candy uh birds balls in there where you could control it for you could you could control the shit from a different city. Exactly. <laughs> so while so while she's up there talking about so as soon as she get up there and start talking to some shit about him and about how ratchet like how she don't want to have sex with him and all that shit, then she hit the button and and vibrate a ball in his ass. <laughs> Been waffles. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Will's Will and I have been separated for seven years. <laughs> and I, I never really loved him. He's like, oh, dude. it hurts so good. <laughs> but yeah, it was mentioned. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jaden is over there crying and just buying up all the dresses. <laughs> oh no. Right? No, but nothing wrong with that. But it's like, come on, like they they live unconventionally because they've seen some unconventional shit, apparently. Right. But what do you think about that with her having something on him? Like we just mentioned the dildos and stuff. Do you think it's something? Wildo. (laughs) (laughs) Wildo Baggins, like Lord of the Rings. (laughs) That's a marketing ploy. But what? She's controlling him somehow. Does she have some secret on him? I think she does. And, you know, the, the wife and the husband know everything. So, you know, and especially how they have, have apparently got down. Like, it, it's a weird thing. Like, that used to be a tactic that only that dudes and pimps used to use, like like a, a overbearing dude or a pimp would, would use, where they would get the person. This is a le- lesson, ladies. Uh, where they would get you to do the nastiest, freakiest thing that would embarrass your ass if it ever got out there. Now they got some over your head. Yep. Yep. It's like like old pimp thing. It's like she got with him and then she made him do all of the craziest, freakiest shit that she could. And she, you, that's why you put him on that track early. You put him on that stroll early and make them do the nastiest, craziest things and break them down up front so that if they wanted to go back to a square life, they can't. Well, how would everybody at the, how would everyone at the PTA, if I, how would they respond if I told them about all the nasty shit you did, girl? <laughs> 
Now go out there and make my money. <laughs> she, I'm surprised. She probably got a purple hat. <laughs> you break it down like the greens. Break it down yep. and build you back up. Exactly. Jada did all. She she pimped the shit out of Will. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And got got him down? apologizing for he he all of this shit that he's out there doing is like one big ass long apology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if and she it's really like, talk like that, yeah. she wouldn't have done him that way. He wouldn't allow true. that. That's true, and it, it, it's crazy because you could tell that whatever craziness they got into or whatever weirdness they apparently may have gotten into, he did the most embarrassing shit. Right, but she was in the moment. Yeah, she was around movies, and she was around. He was around too as a rapper, but to me, she was with it. Like I, I need to get this fame, and to me, it was almost—I don't know how they met or anything, but it was almost like to me, she was sicked on him. Like he was so innocent, even though he may have done things. She's the one yeah. who's the deep one, not to throw off on a woman, but that's what it is. Like she was part of that get down crew, and will. Knew about it, but she really indoctrinated him with it. That's what that's what my spirit tells me, right? And now it feels like with the way she taught, with the way she talks, she seems to be taking the lead on all of this shit. That's why we feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he don't seem to be in control of it. She seems to be in control of the of of the three way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So whatever they got it, whatever whatever they got into. Mm-hmm. It seems like he was like he was like it seems that way. Who knows behind closed doors he might have been whatever, but but it just seems mm-hmm. with the way she seems so confident with it, and he seems so. The, the the thing the thing about it is it's not like Angelina Jolie with her crazy ass back allegedly back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. wearing vials of blood and shit. With her and Billy Bob Thornton was wearing each other's blood and fucking in limos and telling people on TV. Before they go to an award show, you know, we fucked in the car. I'm like, man, y'all so fucking trashy. Is he on the screen? Where? Where hold on? Jade is the man in the relationship. Exactly. And it's backwards. Because like, you know, we we don't have the society yet where People talk about the, the whatever it is. Like, okay, it's a patriarchy. Okay, let's just say that. Let's say it's a patriarchy. What type of success do y'all expect to have with her leading if it is a patriarchy? Especially in Hollywood. When men are in control of all of this stuff, you have to, a man has to take the lead to, to facilitate these things. That's right. If he's there, especially if he's the A-list you know, six foot two, you know, chiseled guy who's gonna be put in movies. Mm-hmm. Now she's she's taking down his image. Like he, the thing about it is, is like whatever they did behind closed doors or whatever, however their life got down, whatever, however they got down in life, he doesn't seem like the type. Hancock, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It ain't no, it ain't no Hancock anymore. It's Hancock. You're right. You're right. You're right, David. But it's like, how in the world you gonna sit there? You're the leading. Like she's taking down his leading man image. You see what I'm saying? Right. 
Right. Like, how is he going to be able to get these jobs? Like, do you does, do you only want him to do ratchet ass independent films, or you want to throw him in that wig and make him the new uh, Medea? <laughs> because that's where it's going. <laughs> He'll be a shoe shine boy, train station in some old nineteen thirties. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll go right back to being Bagger Vance. <laughs> Tearing <laughs> down golf clubs again. Keep fucking with Jada. <laughs> but to bring it up again, what do you think happened really and truly? We know the text thing with Wesley Snipes, but yeah. he was so dynamic and he was so and he's gone. He's Bankable, gone. exactly. He I, he probably didn't do something that one of these label heads wanted him to do. Like a, 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 like a, like a, not on the sinister level, but that probably that too. Well, he wore the but, dress. He wore the dress. <laughs> he wore the dress. Yeah. He did he, get, get it too long too and throw right. on a dress. So he wore maybe the that's dress. Why they, maybe that's when they got him. That might've been when they got him. Actually, you know what? There you go. I think we figured it out. When they threw him in that dress, they knew they had, they, they knew they're like, oh, we got this bitch. Exactly. Yeah, they threw him in. That, they threw him in that dress, like, and that's what that's what we were just talking about now, where where the pimp will, will grab up somebody and say, you know, I'm gonna make them do the most not them thing to do, <laughs> and once once I know that I can make them do whatever the not them thing is, nah, nah, that's my bitch. I can really? send her out on all types of tracks at that point. That's <laughs> true. Wow. It's right. like I, I I literally um I I listen to the book on tape of um I use all these pimp analogies or whatever because because this iceberg the way slim. That, the iceberg slim I heard that whole thing it's like twelve hours oh, <laughs> I like I like I listen to the book on tape on that and the way that they coldly and calculatedly break down the mind of a, he talked about this one story iceberg where when he got his first hole or whatever mm-hmm. he went to the club and this is how dudes like you you forget when you're listening to it or when you're reading it this was going on in the 40s and 30s right he wrote the, he wrote the book in the 60s when he was a grown older man out of the game right he wrote that book in the 60s when he was out of the game so when he was living the life, it was in the 30s and 40s. And the language that they used, and the the, the slang that was used, and the way that and the way that, that people get down is exactly how they get down today. Exactly. I ain't that far. I ain't that far removed from the clubs. I just stopped clubbing a few years ago. I'm, I'm only 43. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to the, he went to uh, a night spot. In this place, in this new place, so he didn't know after he got out of jail or something like that. Because <clears throat> he was a genius. Iceberg Slim was a genius. He got a full scholarship to uh, Tuskegee. Like, he he was a genius. He literally, but he just, he had been so abused and so corrupted at an early age. When you read the book, you hear about all that stuff. He got, he got dogs. <laughs> right. And that, he, that his only that he could only think in terms of street poison, as he called it, where it was all about sex and drugs and, and trying to, and he hated, and he literally psychologically low key hated his mother because she broke him up. He saw her get played by some hustler and break up his, him and his stepfather who mm-hmm. he loved. And why and she, he watched his mom play that dude. He watched her. So he lost all faith in women 
when he watched his mom with a straight face play a man that saved them from poverty. Wow. So he didn't trust women at all anymore. So he, so he basically, he went to the club, you know, got, got the girl drink. They, 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 they arranged it. So they went back to the house and he basically, so they basically started a toxic relationship of, mm -hmm. he just met this girl slapping her around, having sex with her all types of crazy ways, getting money from her. And then he eventually put her on the street. Wow. Good the way they described it, the way they described it, she, she tried to seduce him and all of this stuff, took him back to the house, put on music, put on jazz music. Now, nowadays, she, she was talking about the stickers, he's talking about the stickers on the wall that glue in the dark. It sounded like shit that happens today. Like, girls have, have, have a, a little first apartment, stickers on the wall with the, the glowing sort of background, and she's, she's pulling out weed for them to smoke. And then, like, it, it leads to all of that crazy, wild, kinky stuff. And, and then then she's cussing him out because he's propositioning her to be a prostitute. He's slapping her, beating her. But then they, they, then they smoke some more, have some sex. And then all of a sudden, she, she's caught up in the mental game of loving to get hit. He already knew she was damaged. He already yeah. knew she was damaged. Wow. I got a little treat right here for you, man. I found that old show. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It was 14 minutes, but I'm going to... I'm gonna, I sound like Ralph Cranston. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... Well, let me play a, 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 a piece of this. Wait a second. I think you fell off. He fell off, too. He just fell off. Well, that's good. Not that it's good, but I can take that opportunity before he comes back to play this. So let me see what he said last was it last year i think so turn this up that you can sit there and degrade your family with that red table talk and air out your dirty laundry for profit embarrass the hell out of will left and right now i'm not in favor of the you know the fragility the so-called fragility of a man's ego as a lot of feminists want to try to say and all that stuff but i am for not having your business out in the streets so that other people can mess with you, with your family about it. Stuff has gotten very, very wild. <laughs> I remember when I heard about it, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first heard about it, it was from my best friend, uh, Dr. Macario Garcia who is a Ph.D. legal anthropologist. Uh, we've been best friends since we were kids in high school in honors classes. So he wanted to hear, and I've done some research for him in the past, uh, some qualitative research. Uh, now, he wanted to hear how I felt about the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. He, he contacted me and said, uh, this racial and power dynamic uh, along with the comedy thing, because, you know, I, I've done comedy, uh, stand-up comedy. It's more your thing, Joe. So I want to hear what you have to say about this. I really want to hear your opinion. And it was an honor for my best friend to, to want that. And given his position as a teacher and as someone who has the paperwork, you know, all that all that stuff, to want to, to want to hear my comments on all of that. 
I thought it was disgusting that Chris Rock had to go through that. Will Smith got up at the Oscars and smacked another black man in the face in front of all of those white people, in front of those people who have so long marginalized and degraded us in picture and in words and in moving pictures. <laughs> They've degraded us in every way you know, possible. And Will Smith, light-skinned, Hollywood, you know, golden boy, Scientologist family. He, he got in bed with that with that white Hollywood real fast. He, he got in bed with them faster than most people do. So you wonder what goes on behind that too. But I'm not going to speculate on that part so much as the fact that you know, as 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 far as much as I'm going to mention the fact that this man got up there and smacked one of our great American humorists. Chris Rock is a legend. He's been in this game for 40 years speaking truth to power and getting flack for it in a lot of ways. But he's doing this for his people, our people. His earliest works, even before he got super popular, were all about talking about how we get treated. He's in the tradition of Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney, Eddie Murphy, you know. He's in that tradition. He went on tour, Chris Rock went on tour with Eddie Murphy and Paul Mooney back in the day. So that's where Chris Rock is coming from. And the fact that our people are sitting here justifying and rooting and hollering and hooping and happy that Will Smith chose violence against that man for a joke about his problematic wife. <laughs> her haircut is really he didn't talk about her illness because he probably didn't even know about her illness not many of us did know about her illness her alopecia which is male and female pattern baldness it's just it's baldness and there's a lot of reasons that this that a person can you know have alopecia in a lot of ways that you know some people get a handle on it too but now, you mean to tell me, Jada, <laughs> that you can sit there and degrade your family with that red table talk and air out your dirty laundry for profit, embarrass the hell out of Will left and right? Now, I'm not in favor of the, you know, the fragility, the so-called fragility of a man's ego, as a lot of feminists want to try to say and all that stuff. But I am for not having your business out in the streets so that other people can mess with you, with your family about it. She put Will in a really messed up situation before the Oscars by talking about how she has entanglements with other men, opening her bedroom door and opening Will's bedroom door to the whole world and the ridicule that comes with it. Just to give herself a platform and clout and... And all of these things. It's very selfish. It's a very selfish thing to do to your family and to your kids and to your husband. And you were messing with that boy <laughs> who your boy brought home. 
Jaden brought a friend home. That's who that guy is. Who she's been? She's one of the guys she's been entangled with. <laughs> she brought that. He brought that guy home. They were going on vacation trips. It was like a family, a little friend. And behind closed doors, you bring you banging this kid's back out, or he's banging your back out, <laughs> whatever, whichever way y'all doing it over there. <laughs> like pulling hair pulling and all probably happen. <laughs> you never know. Then you got to tell Will. Now he got to sit at the red table with tears streaming out of his eyes, getting getting embarrassed, getting punchlines left and right. And that guy finally had a meltdown. When he looked over at you, and, and I'm not so sure she didn't say some bullshit. Like, I can imagine her saying some shit under her breath or fucked up that made him, again, feel like he had to jump out and be a toxic male. Like he had to go out there and be the type of guy he is not. Will Smith is not a fighter like that. He is from West from West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. <laughs> you know, even in the damn show, mom sent him to Bel Air because she knows she ain't got that type. <laughs> so why in the hell are you going to, you know, give a, a funky look on your face? It was an honor for Chris Rock to roast you, for him to say anything about you. We don't go around smacking white legends like that. What, did anybody smack Don Rickles? Did anybody smack George Carlin? Did anybody smack... Let's go back to, the, to to our other our our legends too, you know, Paul Mooney, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I brought him up. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought him up. I shouldn't have brought him up. We got a little bit of a moratorium on bringing him up, and we can't talk about him and his indiscretions. <laughs> now let me stop. But um. <laughs> There's no way in the world we're letting our great American humorists not be able to do one of the most American things, which is get on a stage and speak truth to powerful people or make jokes about powerful people. That is a uniquely American thing. And some have even said that it's the only thing that black people have gotten out of the entire slavery genocide, dehumanization, Jim Crow, and constant bullshit that we still get. The only thing, we get to talk and say whatever the fuck we want to powerful people because they know they owe us. <laughs> so Will Smith got up like he was some sort of fucking slave master smacking an uppity, sass-mouthed slave, someone who was beneath his power level in Hollywood. He did that. He wouldn't have done that to anybody else. He wouldn't have done that to a female, thank goodness, or hopefully, you never know with him. <laughs> he never would have done that to a white man, most definitely. He never would have done that to LGBTQIA because of the power dynamics nowadays in Hollywood. So he wouldn't have done that. He did that to a black man, a brother. And the fact that other black people are cheering it on, like it's the, the tough, cool thing to do. Now, that's the saddest part of all, because we should know better. It's not heroic and it's not masculine and it's not cool to hit another brother doing his job in front of all these other white people because 
y'all couldn't handle the joke. So not only is this so-called role model and this so-called example and this so-called I don't cuss in my records. He said that back in the day, too, trying to talk about the hip-hoppers. Telling, he's trying to shame black people saying, I don't cuss in my records. And I got this. I got one this. I don't cuss in my records. Okay. We have lived a profane existence in America. So if our hip-hoppers are going to describe that profane existence, they may use some profanity. So who are you to get up there and talk about your your difference from them? He, he was separating himself in that moment. He was separating himself. So now you want to go ahead and try to <laughs> live up to these macho stereotypes that you were bashing when you had other awards in your hand. Meanwhile, people forget, in 89... He also went. He went to jail that time for what for for sicking his bodyguard on a man and and either blinding him or nearly blinding him. But yeah, but Will Smith went to jail for that. I mean, there's a mugshot and everything. So that's the thing. It's crazy, and the narcissism, and the pompousness, and the and the fake. BS, bullshit ass, uh, demon talk bullshit. I, I, it's, it's that red table shit I, I don't get. It seems fucked up the more you think about it. It's a red table. It's, it's got these sinister sort of connotations to it. But also, what you trying to say? We ain't, we ain't black. We ain't dark skinned. We red. It's the red table. Is that what you're saying? I started seeing all of that shit now as you smacked the darkest comedian that you could. You know, I've been roasting them all week. <laughs> I've been saying some pretty foul things about how foul they were. Because not only did they do that to our brother Chris Rock, who has got up on those stages and, and talked about all of this American stuff and brought it to the world for us. Not only did they do that to him, but they laughed and gloated about it until that hammer came down, which you knew, which any of us with some sense knew that was going to happen because we knew that Will Smith was going to get his opportunity to get his nigga moment. They were going to get a chance to fuck with him now that he did something on live television in front of these people upsetting their sensibilities. And I say sensibilities because he didn't upset their morality because they were doing stuff like that to us for decades centuries so he broke he broke the rules when he did it on TV and in a weird messed up way I'm kind of glad he did because they're going to show him <laughs> they're really going to show him and it's already started to happen stay tuned Wow, that was last year. He was quite a prophet. He fell off. Joe Harden fell off. He didn't return. But I think the points have been made. And um, interesting dialogue. He started off with the jokes and the roast, and we got down to it. And to me, it was a good, good, spontaneous, impromptu 
dialogue. So expect more of those all week, every time. As they come in, I'm going to do them. Right now it's 4.18 a.m. for me. And as soon as I wake up, I'm going to do the morning show. And I still have some runs to do. But that's okay. I enjoyed myself tonight. And I'm glad everybody's here. And um, just, you know, when you want to have these types of dialogues, I'm going to add Dawood Ali. Before we sign off, share your opinion. Welcome in. Hey, Shalom, my brother. How you doing, Mark, uh, this yeah. evening? Yes, yeah. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I, I appreciate everything you do over the years, Brother Lance. You, you've been a, a lighthouse for me. And uh, in, in my, my journey uh, in spirituality. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, because people don't understand sometimes we'll do, get a little comedic and we have a serious topic for them, but we'll draw them in with some jokes, with some adult style sometime, and get the message to the people who need it. Because a brother like you, you already know the deal. I might already know the deal, but there's some people who we got to catch them off guard. But go ahead and talk to us, brother. Share what you have to share. Yeah, man. I mean, this whole thing, sleeping with the enemy. I mean, Jada Thinking Smith, you know, she's obviously showing her true colors. She's yeah. untrustworthy. Um, she had recently said that she was, you know, geeking with Tupac when he was in prison. And it's there's been young ladies who have done research and found out that Tupac actually had a girlfriend at the time that Jada Pinkett Smith is alleging yes. that she had a relationship with Tupac. So, uh, you know, it, it, these people are actors at the end yeah. of the day. You know, you got Chris Rock. After that happens, he goes on a comedy tour. He sells out. So it, it was good. Uh, it was good publicity. Right. And 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 people are all caught up in that shit. Uh, you know this thing that's going on, and, and really not paying attention to what's going on in the world that they live in. I last time I checked, Dr. King said, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." Exactly. Yeah, and we're caught up here. You know. With, with Jada, but that's fine. That's where the people are, right? You know, uh, you got to go where the people are. And, you know, sleeping with the enemy, that's that's something that's, it's a real thing. Uh, Brother Lance, I've studied the Bible I, 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 for over 10 years, and I, I did not start my life out reading the Bible. I was raised Muslim, but after I was age five, my dad was like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. He was into something else. And, uh, you know, I stopped doing it, but we, I was raised to be very spiritual. I didn't start reading the Bible until about 2013. And, and I really, really got into it, uh, you know, tearing it apart because at the end of the day, you know, I haven't found too many people that have actually read the scriptures. And I know that might offend a lot of people, but I don't care. Uh, right. Jesus said that you can only get offended if you have four legs. So what are you really? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, nobody is above reproach. So I can just use the book against them. And, and it seems pathetic at this point. But we do have to, you know, get more educated. I didn't come up here to, to you know, style on you. I'm just kind of showing a little bit. Let me just say, it. I depend on you and I depend on so many people who have put the time in in different areas that I haven't. And 
my role here is not like most people who have platforms to compete with anybody or try to have a pissing contest. I appreciate <laughs> what you bring because there are people who are listening. There are people yeah. who are watching. So for me to sit up here and be Mr. Ego, dude, I'm not going to do it. So when you're here, you never have to worry about that. Now, I know on other platforms, nobody, they have some people, entities out there that don't want to uh, lose their shine. But your shine <laughs> is my shine because they're going to hear and say, I heard this on the Lance Curve show. That's all. And it can come back. And anytime you want to come back and drop something, just all my contact information is out there. Let me know. And I'll sit back because, listen, you know that I've done shows. We have people who are knowledgeable in different areas of expertise. And they're like, Lance, are you still there? I'm quiet. And I let them have the floor because I'm learning. So the studying you did makes me better. Like I Word. tell people, yeah. I don't have to go and get a medical degree to fix my own body. All I got to do is pay the person who's a doctor to do it for me because he put the years of study in. I can't say that I even read the Bible and studied it like you. I can't say I paid attention in Sunday school. So I need you. But go ahead, brother. Shine. Yeah, okay, brother. Hey, and and I you know, you're the only person that I'll ever say I apologize to other than my my, my children. I understand because I respect you, man. I remember the bus the bus driver story that you told. You know, about yeah. you being a bus driver. And it's like, oh, I've been waiting to say this. Okay, we're going to get on topic. But thank you, Mr. Bus Driver, bus driver, bus driver. Thank you, Mr. Bus Driver, for bringing us home. Because your bus is our bus and our bus is your bus. Thank you, Mr. Bus Driver, for bringing us home. Dude, I've been, I've been wanting to tell you that for like two years. Hey, but we up here, man. We up here. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just want to offer my skills, my expertise. I, I study the Bible. I study language, most of all. Uh, I don't just accept the Bible in English because English is, is, is a pig. It's pig Latin. English is not the best way to get a full understanding of the English language. People really have to use etymology, get into it. It's an all-expansive, all-encompassing all-consuming uh, effort because we are coming out of something, going into something else. And so we do have to climb out of it. And the only way is is through knowledge uh, and accumulating massive amounts of knowledge. And what I did last was I invented a method to do that. And and wow. I've, been, I've been testing it since 2017. Literally, I've been testing this. And it hasn't failed. I even picked out three specific goals uh, for the actual, in actual intent, which I'm not going to share those goals. Those are things I'm going right. to do in the process of my business. But mm -hmm. what I did find was that, yeah, there's a way we can approach all knowledge yes. and, and extract something from it. Um, and it also comes with a method. So I, I think this is a this is a good time. You know, it, things happen for a reason. I've been wanting to talk to you for years. It, it's just, you know, waiting, you know, things are happening. You know, we're moving here, we're moving there, we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, I'm all over YouTube. I, I come from the uh, Sonnet or Chitlin circuit <laughs> over there, <laughs> over there with the, the conscious community that he recently said over with Q Butter that he don't give a uh, F about. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he's like, I don't give a F about the conscious community. I'm like, whoa, you said that over there with Q Butter and them, but then you get back talking about, did Jesus really exist? All these other videos and things like that, you know, just, man, what are you doing? You're in the way. And and I'm going to tell you something, and this is something that I I say often because it's not tooting my own horn, uh, because it it was me and a brother named Digital Pit Boss. And I didn't even know he was doing that at the time. But we meet, it was between me and Digital Pit Boss. That's Mm -hmm. the reason why Sonnetter put the Hebrews on trial. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because back then, you know, I was telling Sonnetter, I'm like, listen, man. And I would call in every now and then. I didn't have like a, a, a relationship with him like that, but I would call at certain times and I would, you know, and, and he, he got to a point where he blocked me. Wow. He made his pivot and then started putting Hebrews on trial. And then I, you know, I got busy doing other things in life um, and, and, but kept my, my research going and, and studies and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the reason why he put the Hebrews on trial because I told him. People have not really read the Bible. And I know people may have some kind of emotional reaction to that, but I'm not worried about those ones. Right. Right. It's not those ones I'm worried about or even thinking about anymore. It's the people that like um, Johnny Cash said in uh, The Man in Black, the song, he said, for those who have never read or listened to the words that Jesus said. Simple stuff. You know, we're, we're, we're getting bogged down because we're missing the simple things. Um, did Jesus exist or not? It doesn't matter if he existed. He's still right. the greatest teacher that ever existed next to Tho. You wow. know, he's like, yeah, I've read the Emerald Tablets I don't know how many times. I get it. Don't, no matter where the Emerald Tablets came from, that doesn't matter. I just extracted the wisdom from it. Because if I was going to claim any religion, I would say I'm a Taoist. Because the Tao Te Ching is an awesome document. But when you read the Tao Te Ching, it, you know, uh, 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 Lao Tzu lets you know that, hey, you can go uh, dark side or, or be a Jedi with this knowledge. You wow. know, and that's really how it works out. Uh, from the Tao Te Ching or Tao Te Ching, however anybody wants to say it, yeah. So and 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 yeah, I would say I'm I'm more of a Taoist than anything because the position of a Taoist, uh, the way Lao Tzu describes it, is that you're you're a loving grandmother. You know, you're a loving grandmother, and and we know historically there 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 have been grandmothers who have let their sons and grandchildren go into the military to go die for their country. So the, 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 the position of grandmother is a bit complex. Yeah, but I, I love without a limit, man. I love for no reason. I love because it's easy. It's better on me, you know, to serve other people and not think so much about myself. Uh, and I'm 45 right now. So I, I want to offer my services to you, Brother Lance, and, and, and I'd love to talk to you offline. And, sure. and so we can, you know, be more specific about some things and help in some right. areas where, where, where people are having some problems. Cause I was even in the chat room and, and, you know, some of the things that are being brought up, the way people are responding to it. Okay. I'm like, okay, we got to be more mature too. That's another thing about this. We have to be more mature and you're the perfect, you're the, you're the, you're the perfect. Wow. Look at this. You're, 
because I remember some of the the conversations that you that you would have with you know in some of your videos, you know, where you're willing to go there, you know, to the maybe the the, the XXX side when you know other people are like, oh no, I'm I'm all mor- mor- moral and and I'm clean and I don't do this and that, but it's like, how'd you get here? Somebody was boning, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, somebody was bumping uglies, okay. And 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 ejaculated in a, a vagina, and in the fallopian tubes was penetrated, right? That's and right. got to the egg. Okay, so somebody was bumping ugly. The nasty was going on. But and 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 I came to this two years ago. The problem isn't actually morality; it's morale, my brother. It's morale. That's what we're missing. Not the morality aspect, because. Wow. People will start getting too much into their heads, what I did, you know, what she did to me in the elevator. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you start scratching your head. And it's like, oh, well, you know, but no, it's about morale. Because if we had morale, those things would be secondary. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. beautiful. I like this. This is what I like. You know what I mean? And it's funny because, and Joe returned back again, but we were talking and we said, hey, let's do this tonight. And I did a show earlier, took care of some business. And I'm like, I don't care if it's late. Let's, let's roll. And the feeling was there. And it's nice how we have a full chat room. We have some people listening. And you came in and dropped this. This is what I like about it is because it's spontaneous. We have good people who listen. We have others with weird spirits who lurk, want to whisper. Oh, well. Don't worry about it. Some Jada's in the building. (laughs) (laughs) There's always them. You know what I mean? But overall... A round-head monster. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She ain't no good, man. She She out of line completely, For nobody. (laughs) No good for nobody. Hey, where's Satchimo with the hook? Pull this bitch off stage, man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever let her touch. Don't ever let her touch the uh, Apollo stump either, because <laughs> <laughs> it'll die. If she touched me three different men's sperm on her hand, that rubs off on it. Nasty tree grows. Man. Mm. Yeah, she's out of line, man. She's out of line. See, the internet, you can't fuck with the internet, man, because people are going to pay attention, and we just got to yeah. learn to listen to everybody. They gave us this word, human, and we call ourselves human, but Paul told us to rightly divide the word of truth. I take the scriptures as actual instruction, not as some shit that's beating my ass and whipping me and telling me I'm going to go to the hellfire. Right. No. I take them as instructions. And so I see, okay, so rightly divide the word of truth, human. Oh, black. Right? Because you got hue. And then you have the word man. When you look at the Lance, oh, I'm telling you, fmonline.com. Look up the definition of the word man. I'm telling you, it's going to blow your hair back. Mm. Wow. It's going to blow your hair back because it starts out with a featherless, bipedal, plantigrade but it's saying featherless Mm-mm. that's important because historically or prehistorically 
Our people were rocking feathers. We traded in our feathers for a derby. I watch a lot of science. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they made it illegal. They made it hard. They had the Klan, you know, operating at full steam by uh, 1915 when Woodrow Wilson introduced them to the White House and played that film, uh, uh, Birth of a Birth Nation. Birth of a Nation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the dirtiest thing that he could have ever – that's the dirtiest thing. That's one of the dirtiest things a president could ever do to a people. It, it sit there and let that let that intellectual property or that intellectual sickness be premiered in the White House that black people built mm-hmm. and dogged us out so bad that the Klan came back because the Klan was gone when that when when that happened and then they came back they had a resurgence because of that movie and because of him endorsing it. Yep. Yeah. 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 No. It it, it was. And, and and the American people today, they don't they don't they don't know that because they're even they're constantly being told do not look back at history do not look back at history even somebody like Kanye West who seemed like he was coming out doing a good thing but he said oh you can look at history but don't look too far back like what are you talking about don't look too far back <laughs> you know and then this whole anti woke agenda. Once again, you know, the masses are always led. So uh, being that the masses are always led, they're anti-woke, they're anti-critical race theory. And critical race theory is simply uh, studying American history. Because it's not, it should be no Black History Month. But they gave it that name on purpose. It's like that way they could put it into a nice little box and they'll have a nice talking point when they fight against it, the actual real history. Absolutely. And box is the perfect word because you put a shipping label on a box. Exactly. Shipping label on a box and that shipping label is black. That's what they did. And they uh, they they didn't solidify it. But what they did was they passed the 14th Amendment, which allowed color of law. So there's that word Hugh again. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Hefner, Howard Hughes, you know, Hugh, color, color of law, prima facie evidence, which means it's a, it's on the face. It's not real. And the 14th Amendment also allows for construction and construed. That's why any media outlet that ever says the word black, should we should have a class action lawsuit against them for slander. That's how real this shit is. And you have Abraham Lincoln, uh, uh, 1855, Dungey versus Spencer. Dungey hired Abraham Lincoln and said, my brother-in-law is calling me Black Bill. His name was William Dungey. He said, my, my, my brother-in-law is calling me Black. That means criminal in the law that slander. And Abraham Lincoln won on behalf of Dungey. This is in the Library of Congress. This is the shit that so-called black people need to be reading. And I'm going to tell you, Brother Lance, the people that are in the way of this is the more science temple of America. Or, uh, well, uh, allegedly, because right. I don't want to you know, bring no funk. 
But yeah, it's the more so allegedly the more science people of America, they have this knowledge. But for some reason, they're not passing it. Oh, I know why. Because they're not reading the Circle 7 Quran. You know, bring one, bring a more up here that's read the Circle 7 Quran. And I'll show you a fool who has never read it. Well, let's do a show on that in the future, man. Let's, let's I'll put it out there to advertise if you want to come on in. Yeah, and, oh, and, absolutely, absolutely. Because these yeah. people are in the way. They have this knowledge. They know about Jesus' life from age uh, 12 to 30. It's in the Circle 7 Quran that was published in 1927, which is uh, an amalgamation of the Akashic Records. There's no doubt about that. Noble Ali, he's blameless so far as I'm concerned because everything that he gave was light. When he formed the Moore Science Temple of America in 1913, he's the reason why the Federal Reserve was created because he figured right. something out about American history that was, it was like, it was too damn much. They were like, oh, shit, we got to move around. <laughs> and, and, and they moved around and they created the Federal Reserve. You know, it was like December, you know, the creature Jekyll Island, that whole thing. But it was because of Noble Ali and the Moore Science Temple of America, but his publication uh, was the Circle 7 Quran. And the audio book is available on YouTube. There's a brother, he's going through it uh, for people who, you know, maybe not have access to the to, to the Circle 7 Quran. But right. yeah, the audio book is, is available on YouTube for you to listen to. So you can see what Jesus was doing from age 12 to uh, 30. It's awesome. Yeah, he went to Africa. He went to oh. Egypt. He went to uh, Asia specifically India and and when he went to India he addressed the um the uh, the, the the Brahms uh, the teachers he addressed them and they said you're a master sage that's how they were talking to him mm. and these Christians they don't know that but but they if they do find it you know read it and and it's beautiful stuff it's beautiful well, see, this, this is what we'll do this is what we'll do we'll pick a date whatever date is best for you within ASAP, you know, and we'll make a title that is a bit of a challenge and we'll have certain keywords there where those who may have opposing views, who might be afraid to step up to the plate to deal with you, they'll listen, but they can't help themselves. And you come on and go for a nice long lecture with what you know and see who steps to the plate and we'll invite others in. Not to roll around in the sand and argue and the ignorant thing, but to intelligently share a different perspective to see what stands. And since you're well-versed in this, like I say, I depend on those who have done the research. And I also say that I may not be the greatest whatever, but I'm like Don King. And it's my job to get the butts in the seats and get those who are getting the ring, share what it is that they know, and make us all better because of the research that you've done. We can't have that go to waste. Anybody yeah. who's researched, we can't have it go to waste. You see what I mean? So it'll be a very interesting thing because I'll promote it heavily and people will, will call in or will be in the comments section and we can roll with it that way and there will be no limit. Word. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'll take all comers because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we all got to go back into the book. And then when we go back into the book and take another look, we'll find the difference between the queen and the rook. Because at the end of the day, this is a game. The scriptures, right. all scriptures are mythology. 
It's mythology. And through all mythology, that means it's not real. No, not necessarily. There are things that are seen and there's things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. And those things that are unseen, they're accessed through, you know, symbols. Because, you know, uh, I'll quote Albert Pike because I read Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's the first, second, or third degree, but anyways, uh, he says that symbols are more powerful than words. They are. Yep. And 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 so I say, oh, okay, I get it. Um, and and so there's the, you know there's predominant thoughts that people have, which are which are fine. But if you come and bring those predominant thoughts to the party, um you're not going to leave the same. So you, you, you practice open-minded before you ever decide to try to challenge me because I'm literally open-minded because my research was, is based on open source. Um, my book, I published it in 2017, by the way, though, Lance. So this is something I did a long time ago, but I've been means testing it for years. I've been means testing it since, uh, shoot, even before 20, 2017. We'll just say that. It's on Amazon. I put it up there. It's called the science of fiction dialectic. Wow. Okay, now again, say it so everybody can get it. The science of fiction dialectic. Mm-hmm. That's the technology. Uh, that's the the method to interface with everything. That's how we actually interface with everything right now. Uh, one thing people do not know is that the word dialectic created the word technology. So a dialectic in English is a bunch of people having a conversation talking like we're doing right now. This is a technology. Uh, what's the difference between what we're doing here right now and the scientists at CERN? Because they're colliding particles together, right? And right, so we're doing the same thing. That's and that's the dialectic. That's the technology. You know, and and yeah, oh yeah, it, 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 it's a kiddie pool. <laughs> Making it easily digestible. You see what I mean? Yeah, it's a kiddie pool. Yeah, it because it's 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 simple. It, I always, oh Lance, I made it so complex. Oh, I made it so complex. But from that, it's refining. I'm constantly refining. So the science of fiction dialectic, I also have diagrams and methods to get to the information. And one of them that is, and this is so, okay, I don't like to call myself a psychic, but I predicted Mm -hmm. um, the the China virus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I, 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 it came to my mind toilet paper back in 2016, and I have this. I'll send this at, in an email. When you mm-hmm. see it, you're not even going to believe it. Um, and then, okay, so a part of my method for people to to be able to accept new information, I couldn't find the words in English that were strong enough, so I had to use French. For some reason, I just said, okay, French is going to be the best way for me to get people to understand what they actually have to do in order for new information to come in. And I called it a coup d'etat d'amé, a coup d'etat d'amé. And we know that a coup d'etat is a seizure of a state. So it's kind of, you know, we, we think in the physical terms of a coup, 
Uh, you know, guys are going in with guns and, you know, blowing people up and shit getting burned down and shit like that. But, but at the same time, if we think about it mentally, so we have a coup d'etat, which is a seizure of a state. Okay. Coup d'etat de ame is a, is of the mind. So we have a seizure of a state of mind. So we have to stop and almost in that violent way to stop thinking how we're thinking in order right. for us to start a new way of thinking. And then the, the last part of it, Lance, is called Gab Palestine, like G-A-B, which is a Hebrew word. I'll explain it. It, it means a concave shape. So Gab, um, how can we say, G-A-B. Basically, it's G-A-B, but it, it has to do with a concave shape because a concave shape can take on water, like a, like a bowl. Right. So, um, so, but the concave shape can take on water. And just as fast as a concave shape is, is created, you use, and the scripture says this, you use the breath to dry that water up, but, but you can still create the water. So, right. you know, you create the water, <clears throat> so then you can get deep. Like you said, you can get deep. So, but, but once you get that, you could have which is a seizure of a state of mind, and it creates the, the gab Palestine. And look at what's going on in the world today. See that? Yeah. And and I, I predicted that shit around the same what time, about 2016. What and do you feel I about a little uh, earlier, but, you know, I had some deaths in the in my family. But, oh. Yeah. What, but I'm over that. You, that. It just my best friend, you know, blew his head off. My dad, oh, dad died six months later, and then my mom died six months after that. And then a month before my mom died, my ex-wife's father passed away. So it was like a lot of fucking rocky shit, you know, while I was publishing the book and doing this work, you know, but here I am. Well, I just dropped a link in the chat room and I have the shortened version, which is still going to take you there. Because, you know, sometimes there's certain links, you have all of these extra stuff. I tested it and I put the bear link there and I'll show it on the screen. I put up the name of the book, how it's written out. And here is the actual link. It's on the screen. You can't really get it, but it's in the chat room. And that's what it looks like. And oh, thanks, bro. Of course, man. That's what I'm here for. You, you're wow. taking time to do something that we can all benefit from. So it's my job to keep pushing it. A lot of people come with all kind of ego stuff and foolishness. and wanna, You know, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that people come and want to push it. And I'm not saying I'm some authority or anything, but you've been here for a while and people trust. And so I'm not going to abuse that trust. You see? So. Yeah, I never will, man. That's I, I, that's why I waited like so long and I studied so hard because I'm like, man, I wasn't born to be a fucking worker. I wasn't born to be an employee. Like, And not making, not like I'm better than anybody. It was never that. It was like. Know what you I mean, was in the military too. I went to the military when I was seventeen. Wow. You know, and 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 because I wanted to help, I wanted to give back. I'm like, shit. I had a good life, and I know a lot of people. You know, they their 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 shit was kind of rocky road, whatever. Right. You know, but I had both parents, and shit wasn't all. You know, it wasn't all peaches and cream because both my parents didn't have fathers growing up. So right. I had two parents raised by single mothers. Mm-hmm. But they still managed to, you know you know, carve out a good existence for me, you Make know. It work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't never my whole life I never missed a meal, man. 
See, that's the same with me, and I'm appreciative of that. That's why I go the extra mile for those who may not have had even the physical meal, but other types of meals and voids inside of themselves, if I see their spirit is correct. You know, because you have some people, they're not trying to elevate to anything. So if if I can help, I'm going to help. You know, if a person is doing something high vibrational and trying, or even if they're low vibrational but trying to go a little higher, it's nothing for me for my flame to light their candle as it has been done for me. So in every way I can, I, I will give back that way. But you, you, you know, you don't have to feel any kind of way bad for saying you're a psychic. And sometimes it works more than other times. There's things that have come to me in my personal life that was beyond what most people can explain. And sometimes you hold things in. What do you feel about, the time we're in now, if you have any feelings toward, toward it. Maybe it didn't come yet. Maybe it did. You know, what do you feel about this world we're living in now and where we're going, basically, how it relates to us? All right. Well, <clears throat> well, we live in a realm ruled by people who who like to associate themselves with the degrees that they have attained. And I don't want to say too much because I don't I don't have any disrespect for them. However, I I I have found that this this world we live in, it, you know, a lot of the elements of entertainment, the things that are distracting us, because entertainment is another word for distraction. I found that years ago right. when I uh, I was incorporating my record label back in 2007, right, uh, which is Monkey Face Entertainment. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, as I'm doing the, the whole thing with the corporation, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going, you know, what's going on here? What am I getting myself involved with? But, um, okay. I got a little bit off. Um, it's okay. Um, okay. Okay. So, so the, 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 talking about the people with the degrees and, and they're ruling this thing. They're scripting this thing out. And so, oh, yeah, 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 Monkey Face Entertainment. So I'm going, you know, to get my trademark. And I'm really thinking about this word entertainment. Like, what does this mean? So I'm I'm still inquisitive back then in 2007 when we barely had YouTube and stuff like that starting. And Google, you know, was like the best search engine back in 2007. Um, and so I started looking up definitions for the word entertainment. And then I found that inter another definition was distraction. There you go. So from the sports to the TV shows, the movies, uh, the, uh, the uh, Housewives of Atlanta, um, all this stuff is a distraction. And it's highly scripted and orchestrated. Oh, yeah. You, to, a point, to a point where I found – now, my brother Lance, I, I, I've heard of Gematria. Okay, I I've studied the Kabbalah since 2012. Mm -hmm. Really, I've studied uh, African or I've studied Dogon cosmology from Timbuktu, Mali, uh, and I started studying the Kabbalah before I even picked up the Bible. Okay, so I I I've come across this guy's channel. He's talking about Gematria, and he's talking about the Lahaina fires because that <laughs> you know that's still pretty damn significant. You know, this whole thing with Jada, she should go into a freaking hole somewhere 
and just, you know, <laughs> you don't deserve no fucking limelight. You don't deserve no damn screen time. You need to be talking about what's going on in Lahaina. You know, uh, I, I have some choice words because I don't like fucking liars. But anyways, I know. so I'm, I find this guy and he's he's showing like the sports is all scripted. There's bodies, people dropping dead, you know, from suspicious mm-hmm. circumstances. You know, all this stuff, but they're all happening on certain dates that yeah. are corresponding with other dates and history and other events and things. Um, and it's just, it's just blowing my mind like, whoa, this is all scripted. But so we don't see it though. Right, right. Yeah, because we're steeped in religious dogma. That's why. Lance, I've been I've been studying this thing. I've been listening to people talk, and oh. I, I say, damn, it's just, just a pattern. You people are just presenting to me a pattern. Because I also have uh, a background in in sound engineer in engineering. You know, I had a, re- a recording studio, you know, with the record label, and then just recording, you know, at the house and just you know recording other studios and whatnot. But you know, I I have a I have jazz ears. My dad always said, David, you got jazz ears. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I'm always just listening to what people say. I I have massive amounts of notes. Uh at one point in time in 2014, because I hadn't read the Bible up until that point, I'm literally writing out whole scriptures. I still have my notebook. I still have my notebook. I was I'm writing out whole scriptures, you know, trying to get an understanding. And then after a while, I said, Well, let me annotate my notes. And when I started annotating my notes, which means to define a word that is not relatively uh, available to you, right? You see a word in a scripture, and you're like, "Well, oh, that word seems a little queer." So just let me yeah. let me let me look up the the definition. And so um, I knew to use a concordance by 2014, and so I'm just annotating all these words, and I'm like, "Whoa, man, this is amazing! This this book." has it has stories inside of stories inside of stories and it's like wow this is like super mario world (laughs) you know the bible is like super mario world and i'm telling you it is literally hardcore porn i don't care what nobody says see the word fornication comes from the greek word porneu so anyone who has ever called anyone a fornicator has had porn in their mouth Period. Wow. So even, and like Jesus said, if you can think about it, then you've already sinned. Yeah. Yeah. If action follows thought, do it because you thought <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Or, or what, what happened, right? Is a zombie or something? Yeah, man. See, people can't even be held to their own damn document. That's the problem. And especially right now, right? We're looking at the you know, Trump saying one thing and then all his supporters are like, yeah, the, the Muslims are no good. Oh, they're terrorists. And, 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 you know, all the propaganda that's been put out since, uh, you know, the last Pearl Harbor event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the way yeah. you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, we already know what it is, man. But it's like we, I love people and I know they're going to figure it out. But we also have to have somewhere to go with the information, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take us a little while and there's going to be some more pain. But um, 
it, it, it just is what it is, man. In, in that case, I lean on um, the art of, not art of, yeah, the art of war by Sun Tzu. And it says that the general, a general will fail when they have over solicitude for their men, meaning that, oh, this one died, that one died. Oh, he was such a good guy. You know, he could climb the rope so good, right? But he's, he's out of here. He died in battle. But if the general is constantly fretting over the losses, that general will not win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a long view with this stuff too. <clears throat> Along with Jesus saying, hey, BS passers by. So, you know, I can access that sometimes. And, you know, I, I bring in Buddhism. Uh, there's three states uh, of Buddhism. Uh, at the top, you have Brahma. And at the bottom, you have Atman. And Atman does nothing. Because sometimes, you know, we have to say, okay, well, <laughs> I can't do anything about this. I can't do anything about that. And so Atman is, is a... Is a, is a is a safe room for me, or has been a safe room for me over over time. Uh, so I, I just suggest for people with your religion, hey, you know, keep what you do, um, but but be a mixed martial artist. Learn all the religions, learn them all. You know, and you'll definitely get some wisdom from from whatever you know scripture you look at. It don't matter what it is. Read bits of the Talmud. Read bits of. Uh, the uh the, the the Bhagavad Gita, um, you know, read bits of everything. Oh, read the Gospel of Thomas. Read the Gospel of Mary. Uh, because all these things are going to help us. And, and 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 Brother Lance, I would love to, I would love to talk to you about the Gospel of Thomas and the Gospel of Mary because those are two books that were taken out of the Bible that mm-hmm. when when people bring those back into their repertoire. It, it, it's going to change the world. Uh, the last verse in the Gospel of Thomas, believe it or not, Jesus wants to make females into males so they can enter into the kingdom. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's the gospel. Anybody can Google search it. That's why it's like, damn, we got the World Wide Web. Ain't nobody hitting up shit. Ain't nobody wow. reading shit. You got you go in places. Like, oh, like I said, all the time I said <clears throat> even people to look at their own history of where they go. As vast as the internet is, they only go few places. That's like you going to a whole new city or a whole new country and you're in the hotel room and all you do is go down to the lobby and go back to your room and then when it's over, hop on the plane and go back to the other country. You didn't do anything. You see? Right. Yeah, you didn't see any sites. You didn't read something written in another language and, you know, just see the script. You know, you have to even know what it says. Just, you know, have it ingrained into your subconscious. You know, you didn't do anything. And, yeah, man, it's – um. see, and that's why people, when they say, oh, I've been here, I've been there, I traveled here, this place and that place, but, but for what? Just right. to say you you went there, or yeah. are you 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 trying to be more wholesome? Right. You know about your your approach to traveling here and there, or you're just doing it for clout. Uh, right. Like like when I came to Accra, we had a four hour layover in Amsterdam. 
I can't say I went to Amsterdam. I was just in the airport waiting for the for the next plane. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know what I mean? You know, but people would stretch that. People would do certain things, and they didn't connect with the people. They didn't learn the culture. They didn't explore. They didn't extract anything that they can share with somebody else to give them the heads up. That didn't count. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, w- one more thing I, I want to say about this time that we're in. <clears throat> because of those people that go by degrees, okay, they're, they're going off prior decrees. One of those was that guy, General Albert Pike. He, he wrote about, in the Luciferian doctrine, he talked about World War One, World War Two, and World War Three. Mm-hmm. Now, in my estimation, in my estimation, the actual World War Three that that Pike was trying to perfect was that spiritual war inside of an individual. Like that's actually what the World War Three is, mm-hmm. so far as uh, what I've read from Albert Pike. Even though there's always other things going on around, that's that's the actual goal for the for the Mason is is to bring the male and female together, basically. You know, the 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 positive and negative within every individual. That's the the last war, and I can't say that that's not that's not sound. Because right. we know that these these even Albert Pike he he quoted the Egyptians, <laughs> you know he, he sounded like a, a Hebrew Israelite, you know the way he was talking the way these Hebrew Hebrew Israelites are out here right now, yeah. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, it's um it's called morals and dogma, uh the I... first three degrees of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, and he mm-hmm. speaks very forcefully, and and I appreciate that. You know, he, he put himself out there, and this is 1871. So now wow. we're in 2023. Because of the George Floyd protests, they pulled down the statue in Washington, D.C., of the only Confederate general to have a statue in Washington, D.C., which was Albert Pike, General General Albert Pike. Yeah. I want to yeah, be disrespectful. And in, in 2016, I, I had traveled out to the East Coast, doing a tour, looking at this, Washington, D.C., New York, Baltimore, freaking Philly, just looking around, right? And I found General Pike's statue. Took a picture in front of it with my boy. All right? And it was right in front of the the Capitol Police Department. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, like it was off to the side. It wasn't directly in front. I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to misrepresent the location, but right, you, you pull up to the the, the Washington D.C. Capitol Police Department. You drive up far enough, you would have seen Albert Pike statue right there. So, and and he's a famous Freemason. So it's like, well, what's really going on? There's a lot going on. And and the idea that the women are all haywire because they never learned what Jesus was trying to teach them. Because bring me a woman who knows that Jesus wanted to make her male in order for her to enter into the kingdom. That's that's something. 
Yeah, this is the last frontier. Oh, yeah. I, oh, Lance, this is it. This is it. Because all, all women have to do is be exposed to the literature. It, it, it's pre-existing me. You know, and just be exposed to the literature, read the Gospel of Mary, and understand how the apostles were still like, what do you mean? Jesus, what do you mean? You, you're leaving us with a woman to teach us? You're leaving us with a woman? You taught her, Mary, the woman? You taught her things that you didn't teach the rest of us? And that now we got to go to her to get the rest of our lessons? Yeah. See that? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me see you, brother. What I'm going to do, I got to get up soon. It's 5.06, and I don't want to let this conversation go. but. What I want to do, it's your earliest convenience. You let me know when you're ready. I do have a bunch of shows scrambled around. We'll pick a time or day where we can go in, and we'll set it up, and we'll talk about how we'll promote it, and I'll do the whole thing, certain keywords that would trigger others off to say, hey, I got to check this out, you know, and yeah, we'll take a couple hours and have you go in and teach and share your research, and also to promote your book, which I've been dropping a link inside the chat room. So, Absolutely, brother. And I've been all around YouTube. I've been all around in this one chat room, that one's chat room. So a lot of people know me on on YouTube. You know, I'm not cloud chasing or nothing. I put the work in, you know. I know. I know. It's not cloud chasing. Sat there, listened to right. for four hours, this one talking about blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. You know, I but that. I gotta go through it, you know, because somebody has to. There are people out here who haven't done a lick of research, but they have the biggest mouth want to argue down on something. So, me, that's like I said, when a person does the research, it's it's a plus to me because I get to learn, as opposed to being these little, one of these little what they call them whole teppers. They <laughs> they look at a couple of memes on Instagram, and all of a sudden they know everything, and they want to come argue with you who have spent countless hours to come out and put out a work. So, oh, yeah. So I know my place, brother. So we're going to promote something. But I'm not just going to cut it there. Um, I want you to give a minute or two and bring it to where you want to bring it. If there's anything you want to say that's really important in your heart, say it now and we'll wrap it down and we'll, com you know, communicate when you're ready. You have all my contact information down below the description area. And we put out something really dynamic. I will, I will hook it up, up to the point where all you got to do is come on in and just share what you know, and we'll let it roll. And we'll take time with it. It won't be no rush thing. You know, the only reason why I'm hitting now is because, you know, I'm, I'm in West Africa, so I'm five, or four hours ahead of the East Coast, and I do have to get up to do something a little early. I'm going to get some sleep, but I want to get all of it. So, <laughs> And I don't want to cut this either because, you know, when there's something flowing, I don't want to stop it. But go ahead, man, and, you know, continue on for a couple minutes, and then we'll sign it off. Yeah, word, man. Um, shoot, uh, no, I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you. I think the timing is just right. I you know, um, we are heading into uncertain times. You know, there's, you know, there, there's countermeasures we can take. Uh, um, I, I suggest people read the book Animal Farm. If you don't want to necessarily sit down and read the book, the audio book is on YouTube. Read Animal Farm, and that was published in 1945. 
And then the next book is 1984, which was published in 1948. These are two books written by George Orwell, who I believe laid down a blueprint for the things going on today. We just have to be able to speak about these things with the same language. And that's how we can attain unity consciousness, because that's the one thing we lack, Brother Lance. We lack a unity consciousness. Even if our unity consciousness could be based off of the freaking Smurfs, man, to get a, an understanding of what's going on in the world. Because I've also created an analogy with, with the Smurfs. You know, because how many people know that when Smurfette was first created by Gargamel, her hair, she was a brunette. Her hair was black. How many people know that? So it's just the defined details of, of, of the things that we are already familiar with. We just got to refine and refine and refine and refine and refine. Right. You know, and, and, and so, yeah, I, I just, Animal Farm is a book I've read a few times recently. I say I read a book because I listened to the audio book, mm-hmm. you know, five times. And wow. that's a reading. That's a reading. Because you're listening to it, it's the same thing as reading, and 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 people should approach the scriptures the same way. If you don't want to sit and read the book, have the book in front of you, turn on the audio book, and listen to the audio book as you go through the book, and it'll go so much faster, and you can eat so much more in a shorter amount of time. That's all, brother Lance, and uh, uh, I believe, uh, well, you know, just uh, Friday, uh, so I can get myself prepared. Uh, that would be the earliest, and um, I'll definitely back out of the uh of the the stream yard right now so i can get that information about the chat room because i'm on yes, my own uh, i know i have a show friday with dr day but other okay. than that i'm free so whatever works for you i'm flexible just let me know a, couple, a day or two ahead of time but we're going to communicate and we'll set up something real nice and you can take your time and get it all out there and we create a masterpiece that's what it's all about i love these i love these types you know I don't know half of what you know, not even 25%. But to have that on record, to keep playing it over and over, it's better than a book. You did your book, but to have a living, breathing person speak to what they know. And in the future, a person can get the book and go between both of them. That's complete. And that's how you're supposed to use YouTube. Like I said, sometimes we get on with a little comedy, but we're going to bring it around to something else, you know, because... That's the way it is. We got to reach everybody, and hopefully, we can catch somebody who is kind of riding the fence between ignorance and a desire for knowledge. And we can blow them over to the other side of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You come, yeah. Hey, but we got to be careful, man, because they might be a humpy dumpy. Hey, bro, with my knowledge, I would. Okay, I'm gonna say this last thing. I'm gonna let you go. Okay, <laughs> this is dope, though. This is dope. Watch. Okay, check it out. Okay, who let humpy dumpy sit on the wall when he had? A pre-existing condition. Now, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Now, like I told you, I didn't grow up celebrating Easter, but I did have a couple Easter egg hunts with some of my friends. I grew up Muslim, so we didn't do that, but I did have some friends. My parents weren't right. all you know, stuck up like that. Okay, so I remember you know picking up a few Easter eggs, and I'm like, oh, they just cracked the side of that thing on the side. Why? Were they able to crack those eggs and then put the little gifts in them and then patch them over? Because they were not boiled. So Humpty Dumpty was a hard-boiled egg. That's why all the king's horses and all the king's men 
couldn't pull Humpty Dumpty back together again because he was a shattered egg. <laughs> and the egg only shatters if it's hard boiled. Right. See that? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He had a pre existing condition, you know, like <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay, because, brother. Huh? Oh it's a pleasure, brother. I'm so glad you came in. And I know everybody who is listening now appreciates you. And those who hear you in the future, they might t- tune in and say, Let let me see this foolishness he's talking about with Jada and Will. And listen and listen to it gradually turn into something else. And that's what I like. You know, that we can flow that way. But I'm looking forward to it, brother. We're going to do something nice. We're going to be able to teach, reach some people. And let's reach the people who may be in denial of what you have to say so you can have an intelligent dialogue with them. And I'm just grateful. I can go to bed happy knowing that I did a second show and that it came out good because of the presence of you and Brother Joe and everybody else who's here. I thank you so much. I'm looking forward to you to reach out to me. And um, whenever that is, this weekend, whenever, I'm down. So we're going to set it up. Thank you so much for your work and your research and being able to explain things the way you do because we have some pastors out here. And it's not just about the black church or Christianity because you have to be broader than that. But you can teach them. There's a lot of them that you can teach that are stuck in that one little niche and don't know what the heck they're saying. I'll just say it that way. It's true, man. It's true. It's like a baby with a hand grenade in their hand. Exactly. 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 Don't know what the heck they talk about. They just grab the mic somewhere. I'm not knocking the South. I'm just saying, deep in the South, ah, in the Lord. Ah. Come on, man. Teach us. Yeah. You know, teach us. Yeah. We crave so much more than just the emotionalism. And the aerobics on a Sunday morning. Got to be more than that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the country club Christian pep talks. Like, uh, what is it? Like uh, personal growth. I mean, that's how church is, like personal growth. Like, mm-hmm. You around on the merry-go-round and you come back <laughs> with a long face. You come back For with real. a long face. And pastor made me happy. And then mm-hmm. go around, spin around the thing again, come back to the wrong day even. All right, my brother. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. Just enough to last for the next six days to be hungry that Sunday morning to come back. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, I got to go back to church because I'm, I'm going to go to hell if I don't. Right. You know, I gotta, you're the church. You're the temple. Right, right. Uh, Martin Luther, I mean, we're coming up on the anniversary, uh, 31 October, the year 1517. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther nails the 95 theses on the on the door of St. Petersburg Basilica. Pop, pop, pop. 95 <laughs> theses. He questioned the entire church. And he said, wait a minute, I can go straight to God. In a prayer and meditation, I don't need to pay penance to you. Right. Okay. And that, okay, we're coming up on that anniversary. So this is a good time. Martin Luther, 1517, October 31st. That's the reason for the season, folks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my brother. I'm going um, to get in that chat before it closes down. I appreciate you having me up here, man. I'll talk to you soon, my brother. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yes. Okay, and I hey, and igualmente, I speak in Spanish when I really mean it. I mean, I'm of the same mind about your contributions, your work, and your offerings. Even though mine is just right now, and for everything that you do, I appreciate you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, my brother. Yes, brother, I'll be here. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Shalom. Shalom. Right. Shalom. 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 Thank you.